Welcome back to another episode of Getting Strange with Stevie Moe. I'm Stevie Moe, currently on a uh, Zoom call with uh, a good buddy of mine, Mr. James Gilbreth. Uh, Gilbreth. See, Gilbreth. I have a buddy whose last name is exactly the same, and I always give him the shit, and he says exactly the same. It's Gilbreth. I'm like, nah, it's Gilbreth. And he's like, where? He's like, you know there's an A in here, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh no hey man thanks for uh thanks for joining me it's uh it's kind of cool we actually got to do this there's a uh, there's a funny story like we had uh we had talked about doing a doing a podcast and I was meaning to get around to you I'm like man I should really message him and I, literally that day you're like hey bro let's do that podcast I'm like oh <laughs> perfect <laughs> I was right? like I was I was going to ask you but it, again I was going to ask you for the past like 4 months so you know how that shit goes <laughs> But now we got some big stuff going on, so now it's perfect time. So you do, yeah. You, you told me you got some uh, cool shit, and I'm. Uh, it's it's been cool to watch. So we know each other from a pro wrestling Facebook group, which is actually how I know quite a few other people. And then, right? you know, great like, people too. Oh, uh, I, there, don't don't undersell it. There are some awesome people in our group. That there is, <laughs> uh, you know, here's a here's a funny story. Who's in that group? Um, that's how I met. Mike Lopez, him and his brothers own Lopez, and for people who listen to this, they know. Oh, you love Lopez. <laughs> that's that's where we go, and like you know, I from going there, you know, I've ended up meeting people, and it's weird. Like we talk about how the Quad Cities is such like there's like six or seven groups, like that. Well, maybe there's like ten or twelve in every single place you go, you'll find somebody from a different spot. But then if you go to a different uh, another spot, it's like it, it, it's so weird to explain. Like you got the Lopez crowd. Half of them will go, say, to uh, Devin's complaint department, which is like a whiskey bar. And then the other mm-hmm. will go to, you know, there's all like all the restaurants and bars are connected. You won't see these same exact people, but you'll see people that are like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, like that. that's what this area is. And um you know this uh this world world wrestling chat Facebook group has uh some of my favorite people in there. You know you that that's how I met you. I mean we've known each other for a few years. Yep. I remember I uh I'd go see you at like hockey games and too sweet you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um yeah, it's how we met Mike when I was at all out August uh Randy him and his wife were up there. Uh, okay, yeah, I see them around. Yeah, and I'm trying. I'm trying to think who else. Um, Tim Sullivan, who he he doesn't post in there very much, but he's the guy that he goes on tour with Mick Foley whenever Mick Foley comes around. Yeah, and I've been meaning to get him get him on the show. Didn't he, who drove? Didn't he drive Ric Flair when he came into town too? I think so. Yeah. Think, no. Yeah. No, it was uh Was it? It, it might have been. He. uh no, I think Ric Flair got one of those land jets. It was uh, it was somebody else, it, and it wasn't. I don't think it was for um that Ric Flair signing, which I, I ended up going to that. I think it was like a whenever the minor league team had like a like a Ted DiBiase or Ricky Steamboat or someone like that. No, nope, maybe oh, it was, yeah. I, maybe it was Jake the Snake because he does the and he's from Iowa, so. You know, typically whenever Mick Foley comes through and does like the the Midwestern tours, you know, Tim will go uh go open for him. 
And Tim's super funny. Like I, I, I walked up, I was talking to him because he was at the uh, at the gimmick stand, and I'm just like, I, like I started explaining who I was, and he just like it took him a second. He goes, "Oh shit." Yeah, I just like he's like I just replied to something you said like three minutes ago, and he's like I'm pretty sure I was looking at you, didn't even recognize you. Uh, oh man! But no, he's a he's a super good dude. And I, I want to get him on here because he's an incredibly talented comic. Like he and I guarantee he's got some funny stories from from being on the road, not just with with Mick, but like doing what he's done, you know, out in like the Dakotas and shit like that. So but, right, but you know that's uh. That's how we um, we know each other, and you know we like we, now we start finding ourselves in like all these groups, and it's just like <laughs> I, you know, I, it's it, it's such a really cool thing, and man, there's some wild posts that go on in there. <laughs> like, yeah, we get, yeah we get on there. We I mean we share what we find. We we talk uh, what's going on. We pay per views come up, and we make a thread so everybody's not posting like 19 different uh, things. Uh, Oh, it's real cool. I know. I know uh, so let's see. On there, I know uh, Chris Slichting. Yeah, which yeah. I used to work. I used to work at the elementary school that his wife worked at. Really? And I I worked in the after school program, so I know all their kids because I was in charge of the after school program. <laughs> so I'd see him every night. And then uh, Tom Foolery on Tremont. Um, I know him through there too. Uh, Jay Black. Um, which is really, it's really weird. His mom used to babysit us on like Monday nights in Fort Dodge, Iowa. We oh, lived in Fort Dodge, Iowa. My mom and dad were going to college, uh, Monday nights. So we'd go over there and that's actually where I watched the, uh, Razor Ramon first one, two, three kid live on, uh, TV because he was a wrestling fan then too. No shit. Uh, yeah, so like I watched wrestling at his house. Uh, we played Sega. Uh, like, yeah, a lot of wrestling. Uh, we'd watch Monday nights, and we'd stay up to like as late as we could, and then his mom would turn the TV off. But <laughs> shit, you know, they, I, and I love it. We're all you know grown ass men. Um, <laughs> what's what's here's here's what's uh, what's funny is. I mean, we we understand the business, like we get it, yeah. And it's it's still just so enjoyable, just because it's like we love it, we get it, and it it's not so much anymore. I think wrestling's on kind of the upswing where it's cool. I I, I think it's because we got past that age where it's like not middle schoolers. They're like, oh, you're right, like, like grow up, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, here's a and here's like a super funny thing. So Mike, who I already uh, already talked about, his girlfriend Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. What's funny? Heather is my age. Mike is about. I think he's forty forty one. Okay. And Heather's about thirty one thirty two. We're the same age. I'm thirty two, and my girlfriend is forty one. No, and it's it's funny. <laughs> it's like, and we always like you know we we'll always go meet up and we'll go to like SCW shows and things like that. It was the night I met her, I was doing stand-up, and she came to this show because her lifelong friend asked her to come out, and it was like the end of 2020. It was December 26, 2020. I'm sober at this point. I'm trying to get up and do stand-up, and right before I get on, I see that Brody Lee dies. I'm like, what uh. the fuck? 
So yeah, that shit was just like, God, you know, and and it was so weird. I've, I've talked about this a couple times before, but like just to kind of like tie into pro wrestling and like relationships. I was talking to, to this chick over Tinder before I met uh, met my lady, and I remember that's when the winter is coming thing came out. So, oh yeah, I'm sitting in my shitty apartment by myself. And I'm watching Sting on TNT, and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't have anybody to celebrate it with except for her. And she's like, oh, you seem like so excited. And then it's probably like a couple of couple weeks later, she ghosts me. She said she said she didn't <laughs> want to uh, date somebody who lived an hour away, which now I'm dating a girl that lives an hour and a half away. But then she ended up dating somebody who lived like like 40 miles south, <laughs> more south. I'm like, that's like two hours. Well, you weren't. Yeah, you weren't you weren't far away far uh, far away enough. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, damn. <laughs> that was like uh, hour away. You're too close. <laughs> I was I was apparently in the blast zone. Apparently, she wants to get out of that 26 mile from the nuclear reactor zone, yeah. <laughs> which is smart on her part. But uh, but yeah, and then you know, I I I, I meet meet my old lady and. Uh, I never really had to explain to her that I was a pro wrestling fan because it just it was something that was known right away. But then she's like, I don't. She's like, I don't. Know, I think it's cute that you like it, and I've kind of made her watch it. And uh, I, I, I always got to tell this story. So I took her and her kids to an SCW show, and Mike and Heather right. were there. And her littlest one is five. And so she's got, he was five, he's six now, six and eight, I believe they're maybe six and nine. Anyway, the, uh, the older one was like, like he was watching, like there was a, there was a spot where somebody got, somebody got knocked down. I can't remember who it was. Um, and I apologize for not remembering it because like, you know, I know most of these guys <laughs> seen them enough and I just, I just can't remember the exact, exact spot, but <clears throat> her oldest one was like really concerned like oh shit are they gonna help and like we had to explain him was like, like he was freaking out he's like no one's gonna help you know like he, he's really hurt like called it de- like he was getting ready to go get it. it's like it's like hey i mean we, we we basically like broke the business for him like we smart smart yeah. him up real quick we're like hey dude uh this is kind of like it's it's like a play like theater and he goes oh gave him that awesome yeah. and uh gave him that santa, that santa claus moment <laughs> yeah, which but but then that made him actually enjoy it more, you know, because okay. now he knew because he likes, you know, he kind of likes like theater and stuff like that. So he he was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and then uh, oh, shit, and I knew I was going to space on his name, too. So her her littlest one was like just going nuts. He's like, smash hit. <laughs> yes, I've got video of it. Um, Matt uh, Matt Cage. Okay. Yeah. Matt Cage comes out there, and these kids don't like swearing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, anytime there's like a bad word, they get mad at it. And <laughs> so, Matt Cage is super heel, uber heel. Yeah. There's these. Um. I guess. Uh, I guess if you want to call them marks, they're every bit of that. Like. They literally look like they came out of Wilton. And I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure I've told this story on a podcast before. Um but you know <laughs> he uh 
he is loving the fact that he's like, I like the guy in the blue trunks because he comes through and smashes people and is like yelling at people. He's loving this. The two people in the front row that look like that look like they're from small town Iowa and would be yelling at you know <laughs> independent wrestlers, right? One of the guys, that guy looks at Matt Cage and he goes, "You're a fucking pussy." Matt looks back at him. And he goes, first of all, I don't even like pussy, so don't call me that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and me and Mike. Oh my god, dude! We fell out. We just lost it <laughs> laughing. My lady's kind of concerned, and she's like, "I hope they didn't hear this." Oh, dude, we fell out laughing. Nah. And there's a there's a wrestler, uh, Corn Boy. Oh, I love Corn Boy. Corn Boy, and I went and uh, I got an autograph picture, and I Venmoed <laughs> him, and uh, her, the youngest is like, "I want to go get a picture of Corn Man." Corn Man, it is. <laughs> Corn man, it is. <laughs> and and I've, I've known Corn Boy for a little bit. He actually came and did stand up uh, once. He he only did stand up once. He did fairly okay, but it was just like, like he's a really good talker. I th- I think he just it just wasn't for him. I think he'd rather get um, attention from the crowd by what he could do athletically. But mm-hmm. I mean, he could he could talk. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I just went on another tangent about wrestling, but dude, this is like half the (laughs) stuff that we talk about in that, that chat. But I told you, man, we're going to talk, we're going to talk pro wrestling and disc golf today. That's it. And that's, that's what I want to transition to. So like in that order. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, from that group, there's a lot of people that they're not, we're not just all fat nerd. Well, I mean, we are fat nerds, but we're more than that. Um, well, speak for yourself, homie. No, I, I, no, I actually, I, dude, I, I see you killing at the gym. You'd be like five thirty in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm like five thirty in the morning. Damn, I haven't even had my first sip of Monster, my first cigarette yet. <laughs> uh, but you know, everybody in that group does some really cool stuff. Uh, now, including you, I've, and this is how I want to make the transition into uh, uh, the disc in hand. I think it's a super cool. Super cool idea. I I've never personally frisbee golfed. I prefer I prefer regular golfing. That's just me. But everybody I know, they're like, man, when you frisbee golf once, you're gonna get addicted. Uh, you know, I do. I know dudes that go to like putting leagues. Um, and people take it like super serious. And to me, that's what I need to know. Like, I, I was like, I was kind of skeptical of it, but like, I saw how serious people take it. And I'm like. There's something to it. Oh, yeah. So we have, so yeah, discs in hand um, is just kind of a, a group of, it just, it just started out as like a, a group of like three of us. Um, we were co workers. We worked together. Uh, <clears throat> one guy, he, he'd been going for he, you know, 10, 15 years. And he'd always been trying to talk us into going. And like one summer, you know, I think during uh, the COVID, uh, the COVID era of 2020. Um, just kind of the one of us, Dave, he, he buckled down him and his dad and his brother, they started going out on the weekends and then they talked to me into it. And I got some, uh, what was really awesome uh, about the disc golf community is if you know a disc golfer and say that you're interested, they've got like 10 discs that they'll just say, Hey, here you go, man. You can oh, yeah. them, give them back. <laughs> you know you don't like them give them back uh 
So I had a buddy named Bo. I said, hey, man, you disc golf. Uh, what, what's there to it? Like, you, you got some you know, extra stuff I could buy for me or something. And he's like, oh, man, I got a bag. I've got, you know, like six discs. Uh, I can tell you what they do. Uh, oh, he hooked me up. Uh, started going out. And yeah, it, it is. You, you get out there once and you're out there with your buddies. You're out there kind of, I had to say, in the wilderness, you know, because every, I mean, it's a park. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you go to unless you go to Westlake and then it's like ah, uh, but uh, but yeah, there's courses all over the Quad Cities. There's courses all over Iowa. Um, I think I saw a statistic that the <laughs> hey, um, I think a Finland is the only other land that has more courses per capita than the state of Iowa. Like I always got so many disc golf courses. Um, That's kind of what, you know, and it's what's funny too, you know, to Iowa is it's, it's a fascinating state because like people know Iowa for giant white tailed deer, the amount of public hunting land in Iowa versus Illinois. Illinois is known for really, really big deer too, especially like the golden triangle. But Iowa has done so well with like their parks, um, you know, wildlife management. It's there, there's something to it, you know, and for them to be able to have that much and add, uh, like disc golf course, which what's the upkeep on a, on a disc golf course, mowing it, you know, making sure the, uh, make sure the chains are, you know, not rusting out, which, <laughs> kind of off subject. There's a dude who is on uh, on Instagram, and his name is I'm here for the chain bang. Yeah, <laughs> and he always films his uh, girlfriend, and w- w- with good reason. She is uh, she has got a large badonka donk, <laughs> and actually has an OnlyFans. Uh, don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I don't subscribe, but uh, it's it, it's popped up uh, on like pages and stuff like that like it's it's weird it's like oh yeah hey here's my girlfriend go to her only fans page i'm like whoa i thought this was a disc golf meme page but uh all right, <laughs> all right i will <laughs> but you know and it's funny like that i still follow the dude and like i just see it's it's funny like some of the shit that i like is raunchy and i'll see that like he likes it and, and that's one of the benefits of of instagram where like if you're going through just all the degenerate shit. You can see what your friends like and stuff. And or like people that you really look up to, like a couple of pro golfers, <laughs> like I'll see that they follow Hoodville and I'm like, ah, I see you. Oh, it's, it's cool. It, hey, whatever makes you laugh. But, um, where you were going with, you know, the amount of, uh, courses we got in Iowa, how many, how many are in, so the area we're in, we'll say Scott County. Scott County. How many would you think there are? And I, I, dude, I saw one that just randomly pop up, like in the middle of Cordova, like it's just like a random park. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Well, Scott County. Let's see. I think there's two in Bettendorf, um, Middle and Duck Creek. Uh, See in Davenport, there's Credit Island, there's uh, Goose Creek, there's Eastern Avenue, 
there's one out in Westlake. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's at least six right there, and that's just the side of the river. We're not even in, you know, Moline, Rock Island, Milan area, which, I mean, that's some of the more popular courses are, you know, out there in Camden Park and Milan. Um, see, Moline's got Prospect. There's a long view in Rock Island. Um, there's one out in Hampton. Uh, there's one at the, where's the Snowstar? There's a new one at Snowstar. Oh, yeah. There's a paintball course yeah. out there. Yeah, they put a paintball course out there, too. It's, they were doing something out there at Snowstar. Uh, uh, I mean, they're they're using the land during the offseason very productively. So it's pretty exciting to see that kind of growth to give somebody there, you know, something to do all year round. Right. And not to not to cut you off, this is a new one that popped up, just to let you know how cheap I am. Uh, your free meeting will end in 10 minutes. Need more time? Zoom Pro provides unlimited meetings and more. Never seen that before, but if this uh, meeting ends, we'll start another free one. And if that one ends, we'll start a- another free one. I've actually been meaning to, uh, I've been meaning to upgrade to uh, Zoom Pro so I can, because I can't film these and I'd like to. Right. Um, like record them because I want to start like a YouTube uh youtube deal but that's uh that's down the line i was actually thinking about that right before i messaged you i'm like i gotta i, I just gotta fucking do it but uh if this if this abruptly ends uh we'll uh we'll hop out and then hop back in it didn't do this three days ago when i just <laughs> but now you know how the shit goes but um yeah this uh th- there's not a whole lot of upkeep i mean it, do you is every disc golf course 18 holes or 18 chains? Uh, there. Okay, so there is one up by the mall in North Park at Slattery Park. It's only six holes, um, you know, but most of them are 18. Westlake has got, I think, 27 or something. Oh, shit. It's, it's a monster of a course. Um, they use it when, like, A-tier tournaments come to town. And, in fact, I think they're using it uh, for this event that's coming up. I'm not 100% sure, but I think they are because I know they're doing a lot of work out there. Um, but, yeah, there, there is just – I'd say it's just like uh, golf golf, uh, except, you know, you don't have to wear the funny pants or the shoes, you know. <laughs> you don't have to, but you can. <laughs> you can. I mean, if you if you look up the, uh, the PDGA, I mean, you got the guys out there with the polos, the dry fit polos, the khaki. Uh, they've all got endorsements. You know, you're uh, – your uh, Paul McBaths, your Ricky Wasakis, uh, you know they—it's a—it's a big thing. There, there's a pro circuit that's gaining traction. It's getting bigger every year. Uh, the crowds are always big. You can watch it on YouTube sometimes, or you can subscribe to their channel. Um, but no, it, it's gaining a following. I mean, it's not as big as you know golf golfers. You know, nobody's going to Augusta yet, but. Uh, it's getting there. Now I heard um, in Milan, Illinois, which is my like if if Illinois didn't suck so bad, I would live in Milan. It's just trashy enough, but it's so awesome. Um, yeah. Apparently, that course holds a big tournament every year. Uh, yeah, what the hell is the park? And like, I thought it was like like a national tournament. <clears throat> um, hell's the name of that? The Maybe. Rumble. Is is that what it is? Have you been to it? You know what I'm talking about. I I have not been to it. My uh, skill set is not up to the rumble per se. 
Okay, but this <laughs> but this is like a big thing because my old man was telling me about it. He actually works for the for the village there, and he's like, "Ah, some big disc golf thing, whatever the fuck that is." I'm like, "Did I, I I and I don't know the levels of it if it's like amateur pro. Like I I guess um, I would say like I I always thought disc golf was relatively new, but it's been around. Like I know I've known about it for at least ten years. Like what level is that that rumble at like what is what is that uh so that's an event that's put on locally by the iron lion uh disc golf supply store in moline which i mean that little shithole <laughs> store yeah it's it's i take that back it's that shithole store it's tiny it is it's tiny but i mean you go in there and you can find everything and anything you would possibly need like he gets in the the latest and best stuff uh chase and jessica are fantastic people uh, if you got questions, they've got the answers. Uh, you know, just like the old Radio Slack, Radio Shack slogan, uh, they know what they're talking about. Chaya, they've been in disco for a long time, much longer than I have been, uh, and they they know the insides and outs. They also are the ones that put on uh, putt league down at the uh, Bent River Bent during River, okay. the winter. Yeah. I, I mean, got even if you don't like disc golf, man, just go down with a couple of butters and you pick up at the iron line, go down with a couple of butters and you can drink all night and pay 10 bucks to play. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my cousin actually owns that brewery and <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> throw a little, <laughs> throw a little shade, but every time I'd go over to his house, he's drinking paps. I'm like, dude, you <laughs> own a fucking brewery. Yeah. And he's like, come on. He, but I mean, he he had everything, and like you know, he brews a beer, and he does a fantastic job. But he's like, dude, fuck it. He's like, bro, it's Paps, and I go, yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, do you ever do you ever go down that putting league? Uh, so this winter I did not make it down, but I did go down last winter. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, you again, the disc golf community is so uh like inviting and. You know, they just want people to have a good time. I went down there by myself, and I didn't have any idea that you needed a, a card to play. You needed at least three people. So all of a sudden, I was like, all right, met this guy, met that guy. And all of a sudden, we're meeting down there every Monday night because they needed a third person. <laughs> Do you ever see a giant redhead down there? Or he's like, he's not giant, but he's just a tall string beanie redhead. Mm, there's a couple of redheads. Uh this one you can't oh, yeah. miss him. He's like six four. He's got the what's the brand Innova? Uh, there's a brand and he's got like on on one of the work trucks. He's got a sticker. It's so well hidden that it looks like one of those warning stickers that's like on there where it's like <laughs> you know pinch point thing. Like you would never notice it until you're like right up on it. You're like, oh shit, right? Uh, oh, I, I I know he was big into it and. I've always wanted to go stop into that Iron Lion, but like just because it's so small. I, I mean, it. I don't know what that building used to be. I mean, hell, dude, it's not that big. It's like if that building is twenty foot by fifty foot deep, I would be surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not a like, you know, like I said, it's not a big place, but I mean, man, they've got they've got everything. They've got it. And it's organized too. Like you go in there and everything's on a shelf. Everything's got a spot. I mean, it's, uh, you can go in there. They've got used discs. They've got new discs, you know, anything you would possibly need to start. That's so cool. Like when I, uh, 10 years ago, I was working at a record store and we started trying to carry some 
discs because well, with a lot of a lot of that uh, crowd, you know, uh, incense discs, records, mm. and the uh, glass pipes we were selling all went well together. Oh yes, no, no, uh, yeah, so, oh, yeah. Uh, marijuana and disc golf free must go hand in hand. Uh, I mean, they... there's, <laughs> there's usually not a group that you don't walk past and you're like, yep, they're having a real good time. I mean, uh, and in Illinois, you know, it's legal. So, I mean, yeah, anybody that I, I knew that was going disc golf and it's like, they, it, they're just a bunch of potheads. <laughs> now, that's not to say that that hasn't happened on the uh, golf course, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> But you know what's funny now is there's um you know how marijuana's going it's a lot more widely accepted like I don't think people fucking care as much no. I dude they they don't and I'm like man it's it helps some people but you know it's still like that criminal culture and we, and we can go. Not on this podcast, but at some other podcast, I want to go deep into it of why the only reason why marijuana was ever made criminals because there was it, it had a lot to do with racism, and they wanted to that the the reason why it's called marijuana is because they wanted them wanted it to sound as Mexican as they could to like it, it's it, it's a fucked up thing, and I'm like. We really let racism take away something that could really benefit and help people. But now it's the, the the momentum's starting to change and you know, now you're starting to see like golf. Like there's these uh there's these dudes that are called like F O R E twenty golf. And they've got like they've got golf ball grinders. So the grinders look like a golf ball. Oh. Need more time? There we go. It ended. Let me uh, let me pause this, and then we'll get them right back in. Okay, so we are back, and uh, you know what was fucked up about the last podcast I did? Uh, I had T Bone on, and he he kept cutting out, so I had to keep uh, you know stopping and starting, and that like taught me how to edit because I haven't really edited much with the software. I do a lot of it on my phone, but like I I tried it on my computer, so. I finally figured out how to do that. Now I got to do it with this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, oh, hey, you learned. A new- <laughs> yeah, it's like I learned a new skill. And all of a sudden I got to do this. But, um, you know, yeah, we were just basically rambling on. I was rambling on. Uh, I don't know if I got. It was telling you about that golf ball that's shaped like a grinder. Yeah. And it's just like, it's cool that that culture's coming into play. And even like Golf Digest wrote an article about. How do you play when you're doing? Because everybody, not everybody, but everybody knows when you're golfing. A lot of guys are drinking. Oh yeah, but you know it's to me this is a lot less harmful. And you know I know a lot of disc golfers. Like I, I remember we were doing this job with this dude, uh, and I I, I don't want to bury where he's at, but um, the dude was cooler than fuck. Um, it was a it was an auto body mechanic, coolest dude on the planet. You know, he's just like telling us his life story. Like he's super cool, like super into music, like all the music I'm into. And then, you know, he's like one of those guys that knows a little bit about everything. Like could have been a barber, got a great voice. Like, the, <laughs> the dude was the shit. Started talking about 
weed and stuff. He's like, yeah, I only do like tinctures. Like he had like his weed down to a science. And I looked at him. I go, you disc golf? And he goes, I fucking love disc golfing, man. <laughs> <laughs> and dude like his eyes lit up and he started talking to me um i think he actually might go down to that putt league too but you know dude when he lit up when he was talking to me about it and it's just it's 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 a culture um fuck you, you know who else is a disc golfer but he doesn't ever talk about it it's a comedian around here it's bobby ray bunch okay he, it's, it's not one of those things like that culture is, you know, aside from what you guys are doing, which I know you got some news that you want to talk about. You never really hear people like, or see people posting on the, uh, on the course. You know what I mean? It's just like, they'll talk about it. They like it, but it's, it's never, um, man, it's never like, I never see a lot of pictures from guys that are like, here I am out here. You know, occasionally I'll find out some guy gets like a a chain in one. Do you call it a hole uh, in one? Ace, or you... Yeah. Well, an ace. They call it an ace. It's just an you ace. Know, yeah. Yeah. I'd see someone in like, you got my ace. I'm like, oh, fuck, you disc golf? And they go, dude, I've been disc golfing for like 10 years. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's not an in-your-face thing. I, I think a, a lot of people, like, they have a huge passion for it, but they don't care if anybody else knows it. I mean, is that, yeah. that's kind of cool, right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I, I kind of take it in the kind of opposite direction. I, when I'm out there with my buddies, I try to snap some pictures, some videos, say everybody appreciates that kind of stuff. Um, I've been in talks with one of my photographer friends to uh, throw some money her way just to have her come out and take pictures with us. Uh, everybody, everybody loves that kind of stuff, but usually when you're out there, uh, and you're just a couple people, you're not really thinking about that kind of stuff. You're just looking to have a good time. You know, people, people will so, uh, you know, post on our social media if they got it or, you know, their scores or the results of their tournaments or whatnot. But I mean, yeah, usually it's just people out there trying to escape, uh, the, uh, the everyday stress, um, and just look for a different stress, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I knew a buddy. He said that was the one thing that, you know, he said growing up when he was an apprentice doing the same trade I was, he he was just struggling with life. He was going through a divorce. You know, he left a really good paying job to get into the trades, was going through a divorce, was losing everything, was partying pretty heavily, just not not giving a fuck about work. Until he found disc golf, and it gave him a reason why he wanted to make more money so he could buy new, cool shit and then be able to travel to all these places. That really made him a better human being. Yeah. So it's yeah. like uh, it can give you it can give you a purpose. Um there's a there's another group. Um oh I think they are called Discs for Life. Um they're a group that uh brings suicide awareness to the kind of forefront of uh, disc golf. Um, I don't know the entire backstory, but I believe one of their, you know, one of the people they know committed suicide. And so they, uh, they have a kind of thing where, you know, um, somebody will ride on a disc, you know, somebody's there for you. Uh, 
uh, you know, they'll put the, the, the website on there, the suicide awareness hotline. And like the, the thing is you play, you play around, you play a hole with the disc. So like you'll, somebody will leave it in a basket. And if you are playing a course, you might find this disc in the basket with a suicide awareness information on it and the kind of the ideas to use that disc to uh, play the next hole. Uh, they've got them all over the country. Uh, those kind of posts you see all the time. Um, and it, I mean, like I, like the the community of disc golfers, I guess uh, they they're, just, they're they're a positive bunch of people. Uh, then you can you can take it serious. You can go to tournaments. Um, in fact, that we'll we'll go through like the members of our crew. Uh, they're like we just vary on like our commitment to the game. Uh, but like even us, like there's just a vast variety of people, skill set, uh, mindset, uh, what we use disc golf for, um, and it's so uh, it's throughout the entire, you know, at least the entire Quad City community. I mean, it's just it's an it's it's a, it's a great sport to get into. Um, even if you go out just once, you know, you go out once a month, you go out play a couple holes at. You know, play a small course, you know, Slattery up there behind North Park Mall. Uh, it's a six-hole course. So, you know, it's a beginner's course, you know. Uh, where I cannot uh, think of where that is. So, okay. So, if you're going up, uh, what is that? Northwest Boulevard? Kind of yeah. like. Uh, it's the park right there. And it's, I oh, mean, it's a shit. It, yeah, right there on the right-hand side by that church. Um, I don't know the name and of the church. And they can fit six holes in it. Here's, okay, so yeah. here's something I I meant to ask. You're talking about 27 holes. Like, I, I'm i so used to golf. Like, I would, like, a three 400-yard, I would assume that's like a par four. You know, you've got a couple of those. Like, how, how far is the average from where you stand? Now, it's not always concrete pads, is it? Uh, no, most courses uh, around here are. There are a couple dirt pad courses, um, but I mean they are doing a they are doing better on keeping the courses like to have uh, concrete pads. I mean some of that stuff is even uh, through fundraising from somebody who's like, "Hey, I go to this course all the time, guys. Uh, let's get new baskets." Uh, they did that for Camden last year. Camden, like, that's hey, the one in Milan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's get new pro baskets for this course, and we'll take these baskets and put them over at that course. And they did. They raised the money, and a lot of disc golfers go out and they do the work themselves. Like, um, you know, they don't really – they work with the city, but they go out and they, they cut down the trees. They move the baskets, like, on our – so there's a group, the Chainaholics, Quad City Chainaholics. Um, it's like the – the message boards for Quad City Disc Golf. And they'll say, hey, I'm going out to Camden too to clean up brush. Who wants to come with me? And they'll get they'll get they'll get a dozen or so people to go out there and just, you know, move stumps and cut down limbs and get them off the course or clean up the fairways. Uh you know, they've done it for Eastern, uh Eastern Avenue Park. They're working with the city on that to get uh we there was a tournament there they raised money for like a fundraiser tournament there and they uh, raise enough money for baskets there. So now we're just waiting on the city to get uh, their 
part of the deal in order so they can put in new baskets there. And all that's put on by, you know, people that are like distance in hand um, are individuals. You know, there's a lot of people that take on that responsibility of handling the money and putting on the tournaments and um, uh, the, the work with the Iron Lion too, to have discs donated uh, and then they'll raffle them off. Like you can buy raffle tickets, like something similar to what uh, Disc and Hands has right now. Um, like they'll, they'll, they'll get, oh man, they got, so there's like pro, there's pro golfers in our area that play A tier and like semi-pro leagues and they'll get bags and they'll get discs by like the handful just by going to tournaments. Yeah. And they don't, they don't throw them because everybody's got a brand that they throw or most people do. Uh, a lot of people have mixed bags, but like, it's just like your Nike and your Adidas and your Reebok. Like, you know, there's Discraft, there's Innova, there's Prodigy, there's, you know, there's all kinds of different brands. So I was right about that name, that Innova brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing and everybody, you know, wants to see these courses succeed. They want to see the sport grow, not just like here, but like all over the state of Iowa, Illinois. Um, Oh, it's really neat. And I'm super excited to hear it's all volunteers. Um, have you ever yeah. heard of like 3D archery? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that it to me that was that's about as close to disc golf as I got. I know, I know that sounds stupid, but I mean you're really out in the woods. You know, you have volunteers that you know whatever courses you go to, but they're always super cool. It's like you you've got some challenging ones where you be out in the woods. There's limb or like lanes trimmed and you have the cool thing about 3d archery it's like you have like you're not just throwing at a, a single basket which i mean that's what golf is you're going for a one right. hole but you know with 3d archery it's you know you're trying to shoot at uh and let's say it's like a, a a target like you would have you'd have a deer you know like a buck and then the next you'd go to there's a badger and dude some of these some of these like uh, I don't say like targets, uh, to think of from like Bigfoot to carp to cobras to raptors, and there's like this <laughs> there's this traveling circuit. It's the Reinhardt 100, and there's a hundred targets. You can do fifty. You can try and do a hundred targets. I'm gonna that shit. Sorry, I think he used to be able to, but you know you'll have like domestic ones and then you have exotic and then wild shit but it's all it's cool but i mean you know you're walking with all your stuff and if it were me i'd i'd be in a fucking golf cart (laughs) 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 i could have a little four-wheeler but you know there's no golf carts in disc golf so i'm not gonna fucking do that but it's just it's it's really cool to see a community coming together volunteering like they're going out there and doing shit that and not saying the the parks department needs to do because putting these disc golf courses in honestly made them more work but because the volunteers want to take care of it themselves and set it up their own way fuck like that's cool you know like you guys and, and i love the city's pretty okay with you guys doing it but it's like that's that's how you know if You've got volunteers that are going to go out there, like I said, clean up brush, raise money for new stuff. They care more about this than 
a lot of people. So they want this shit to stay around. You know, you get some golf courses where people are just leaving shit and there's like trash everywhere. It's like, dude, take care of this shit because like with all these parks, our tax dollars pay for it. So I work hard. Money's taken out of my check to keep this for everybody to be able to use. Why don't we not, like, let's just not abuse it. Like, pick up your fucking trash, take care of it, you know, and it's like that golfer's rule. You know, you make a make a divot or something, fix it, and just, it's just a little shit like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, and there are, like, in, you know, in that Quantity Chainaholics group, uh, there is a um, majority of the people, they'll, they, they keep it clean. They, you know, will say, hey, you know, pick up your trash. Uh a lot of courses too. They'll have trash cans at holes. Um, not all of them, but not every hole. But like the, the city will provide trash cans, and you know they'll. They're, they we keep it pretty clean. You know, for it being a public park, um, you know, sharing the space with you know people that walk their dogs or teenagers hanging out till the night. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can always, you can always tell. Bettendorf Bettendorf has been kind of like the. Uh, the main culprit you can tell kids come to like middle park and hang out and hide from their you know do their late night stuff it's those rich under. kids that are under yeah. lock and key dude and yep. you, know, you know it's gotta suck like and i know a kid personally like i heard i actually work with him and i heard he's gotta pay like his parents want him to pay four hundred dollars a month for rent and the kid's like 19 and he's like it's bullshit man and i go Okay, you move out, and I will pay four hundred dollars yeah. a month to live at your parents' house because they have like a movie theater, and then they have that like they have like one of those like theaters with like theater chairs. Oh man, I, dude, I'm I'm telling you, yes. this this house is less than ten years old, and I looked up the Scott County yeah. Assessor site because I'm weird like that, and dude. Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> The amount of square footage that they have in their house starts with a four. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you want to pay four hundred bucks? I'm like, if you won't, I will. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm I mean, be. I, when, when I graduated high school, it was a if you're if you're not going to go to college, you can pay rent. If you're going to work full time, uh, I think it was like a hundred bucks back then. It was you know two thousand two thousand three. Uh, and. Uh, I didn't go to college, so I just I ended up paying hundred bucks a month. Shit. You know? Do you regret what that decision? I? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I've kind of seen some people with college degrees not really even use what they went for. Uh, it just becomes a very expensive piece of paper, and if I want expensive paper, I'm probably just going to go to Hobby Lobby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. I, I, I've got nice paper. Uh, I usually draw on it. Um, it is what it is. Uh, I work every day for the, uh, the money I bring home, you know, to pay for my disc golf habits and, uh, more art stuff and wrestling, uh, t-shirt subscriptions. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's something we can get into. I, I, I yeah. And I, I do want to get into it, but like before we do, like because we keep pushing it off, um, and because like I'm I'm curious to know like what is disc enhanced like what's this big 
thing that you got going on. All right. Yeah. So disc in hand, it's our, it's our team. Um, you know, you got your, you know, your, your sports teams, your, you know, your local teams, your, your softball teams, your volleyball teams. Everybody's got like a group. Like, yeah, I go every Sunday and I play for the, you know, screaming beavers, you know, softball, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's our, it's our group. It's our disc in hand is, um, it's a collection of people. We've got some kids that are 20, 21. Um, we've got a couple married folk that play together with us. Um, we kind of span all the way out to like the Des Moines, Ankeny area. We've got a couple uh, members that live up there and they play up there. They actually just had a baby. Uh, so uh, they've been taking their baby out with them in the stroller, walking the course with uh, the stroller and throwing discs and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Neat. Um, and we've got all different skill sets. Like myself, I'm probably uh, very novice, very amateur, very recreational. Where some of our our younger our younger two boys, uh, Dave and Brett, uh, they've been going out every weekend, grinding out tournaments, um, driving an hour or so away, and bringing home some like some top some top five finishes. Some places, some places they you know don't do so well, but they get that experience, and that's what you really. Um, that's what you're really going for. You want to have fun. Um, somebody very important to me, like say, uh, as you said, if you're, you're not having fun doing what you're doing, it's not worth doing. Yep. Um, you know, so man, it's been, even if you get out there, you lose a disc, you end up looking in the brush. That's, you know, up to your chest, uh, kind of, uh, those, those throwbacks to, uh, nom and the rice patties, uh, looking for this nine inch plastic, that you spent 25 bucks on, um, you know, you still got to find the fun in it. And that's what, that's what together as a group we do. Um, so like we've got a couple of married people. We've got uh, just guys who have been playing for a long time. We've got people who bring in new people and that's, that's kind of the fun part. Um, so we get contacted uh, myself and uh, myself included. And I know the other guys have like, we'll play with, anyone like we had a member who said hey my cousins are in town can they come can they use discs and everybody's like yeah i've got disc i've got this no bring extra discs and i mean we've teamed up with uh a couple young kids i think they were probably like nine to nine to 14 in age and everybody teamed up with a kid and we all played with a kid on our team um i've had like you know what what i've been done for by my friend Bo and my friend paul um, when I first started out, they were like, Hey man, you're playing. I got stuff for you. Like, Oh cool. How much? Like, no man, come get this stuff and take <laughs> on this sport. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure their wives you know, were fine with it. Uh, they're like, yeah, get rid of this stuff. Like I've gotten discs and bags and I've got a basket, uh, that I, I practice put on, um, and, and kind of the only requirement is that uh, you pay it forward. So I've had discs given to me. I have given discs out. I've had people say, hey, man, what's this disc golf stuff about? Like, you know what? Let me let me help you out. Let me do what uh, do to you what has been done for me. And our other members do the same. Um, I, I think last summer we were bringing out like a new person with us kind of every uh, – Every time we went out, like we sometimes we're getting out Saturday morning, six o'clock to beat, you know, that 110 degree heat. Yeah. But I mean, it gets pretty, it gets pretty insane, but, uh, no, we're, we're just kind of, uh, 
and there's no judgment either. Like everybody knows your guy's skill set. I mean, if you want, if you want criticism, they'll offer it. Uh, uh, depending on how well you know it, they'll offer it whether you want it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you're if you're a newbie, they'll kind of say, "Hey, like man, you're keeping your shoulder up, or you're you know you're tilting oh, the yeah. desk." Like, if, and if if you don't have the basics down, nobody's gonna be like if it's your first time, nobody's gonna be like, "All right, you got to do this," but. Nobody's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's, hey, if you want a proper throw, like, but if you have, like, proper technique and you're talking, like, crazy shit, then it's like, yeah, okay. You're, like, if you have the technique down and it looks like you have done this many times before and you are still ain't shit, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're going to get yeah. some. Yeah. No, yeah, some yeah, yeah. Of course. I, I, you know, I get razzed all the time and it's fine. Uh, but, I mean, we're just kind of interested in just kind of growing the sport as we can grow it um just doing our part and what we have kind of like a fundraiser kind of thing to kind of you know because we've got guys going to tournaments we've got guys driving we've got you know team fees to pay for um we acquired and it's kind of it's kind of cool a uh, komodo Big Joe Grill. Oh shit! Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, see, uh, now, now you're right on my grill. Which uh, <laughs> do you know which one it is? Uh, it's the Big Joe Three. Okay. You know what? You want to know what the stupidest fucking thing on the planet is? Is I literally just watched a review on that grill not too long ago. Yeah. I and I'm dead ass serious. Like I watch this dude who traded it in. He traded in. It was like a. It was like a Big Joe. Two, it was weird. Like he got more grill space, and he it, it was cheaper. And yeah, it's one of those Komodo ceramics. And shit, if if my buddy Cody or Harry hears this, they're gonna be like, "You didn't go like what the fuck you praising that for? You're not a big green egg." <laughs> the, the Komodo Joes are. I, I've seen some reviews on them. Like they're fucking cool. Have you ever yeah. used one? I have not used one. Um, I probably will buy a raffle ticket, but I don't know if I'll be able to win it. But <laughs> eh? um, yeah, so something kind of cool uh, where I work, I work for a uh, tire distributor. Um, we acquired, Discanhan acquired through Bridgestone Tire, uh, this Komodo Big Joe 3 grill. And yeah, it's a, I mean, I myself, I, I, I like the grill, um, but I just like it. You know, I just charcoal. Give me a you know thirty dollar Walmart grill, and I'm I'm happy as a clam, homie. Uh, I know I see you shaking your head, <laughs> shaking your head too, because I see what you reposted with your uh, ribs and oh man, no, I'm happy as a clam. Just throw me a couple ranch burgers on the grill, and you know I'm I'm good to go. You know what? As like uh, Chud's barbecue would say, as long as you're cooking outside, you're a friend of me. Yeah. It, here's. It, no, continue because because now I'll like I'll start throwing some stuff at you. <laughs> I, like now I got some ideas, so I'm understanding there's a raffle, and yeah, you know my ass is cheap as fuck. I can't even get the the premium six bucks for the year <laughs> Zoom thing. So you know I I want like I I I definitely want um one of those grills and what the fucking raffle. Like I always buy like. 
gun raffle tickets. Like if there's an AR, I'm like, oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> like I don't want to pay for an yeah. AR. I think all the right? money, the amount of money I've spent on raffle tickets trying to buy an AR, I probably would have had one by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's just like I, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want that gun. Twenty five bucks, yeah, no fucking problem. Don't win it, yeah. <laughs> but right. the Komodo Joe three is. It's dude. It's it's fucking cool. It's a twenty eight hundred dollar grill. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, listen. You can get, you can go out and buy a Komodo Joe Big Three grill, or you can go out and buy a two thousand five Honda Civic for twenty eight hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> guess which? Guess which one's gonna get you to work faster? Right. Although that what? does that fucker have the the wheels on it? Yeah, uh, he just. Stand. Yep. You just ride, ride that motherfucker there. Don't crash it because yeah, those fuckers will crack. <laughs> <laughs> so you acquired one. Now there's raffles. Yep. Let's so, uh, let, let, let's hear let's hear this. So yeah, five they're five bucks a ticket, uh, and they can be purchased uh, through myself, James Gilbraith, uh, my buddy Fred Simmons. If you guys know him. Uh, we also got Venmo and PayPal, um, which I can I can send you this link or this post, and you can post it on your yeah. No, your you're thing. you're definitely gonna send that to me because yeah. I'll I'll post it in <laughs> I'll post it in in the link, and we'll uh, we'll blast that. Um, right on. You know who oh, else you need no, to but... go ahead. You know who else you need to blast that with? It's a guy that we know that runs the Quad City Memes page. And he is also in the. Uh, and I, I messaged him today. I was like, "Hey, we got to do, we got to do a podcast because he's going to see this." We we talked about doing a podcast, and then I know the World Wrestling Chat boys are going to see that, and I know he's going to see that. And I was like, preemptively, "Hey, we need to do this podcast." And he grills too, yep. so I guarantee he's going to buy it. I don't even know if that motherfucker. Did. I I you know what? I feel like that motherfucker disc golfs. You know who I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> does, does he disc golf? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. So, and he actually grills uh, quite a bit too. Like he, uh, right on. He messaged me the other day. He's like, I put a post about that uh, the pecan rub, and he goes, "No, it wasn't." He said he thought about it. There was another guy that actually messaged me that was like, "I was gonna fucking buy that," and I didn't. I go, "Well, you should." Um, mm-hmm. I I know the way that our buddy he grills, he does disc golf. Uh, he loves pro wrestling, and he loves it, like he loves nothing more than supporting anybody in the Quad Cities. Like, uh, I was surprised he didn't go to. Uh, there was a store that opened, and it's uh, the guy does a Nar City printing. Back yeah, in my yeah. work, back in my working class days, like that's who all the t-shirts went through, and like I saw how big they went and how many t-shirts they make, and I'm like, fuck. So I went to M- it's called the Empire uh, Empire QC, and they've got West Ender, and I was like, I'll just say his first name, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. And they got the Better Dwarf, and it's like, dude, the Quad Cities is such a fascinating community, and I love it. Because like everybody supports everybody, and what you guys are doing, you're in the in in the disc golf world, and, like you were talking about how everybody supports everybody, but 
you know, now, uh, oh, here we go. Look at your free meeting. We'll end in 10 minutes. <laughs> all right. So in 10 more minutes, we're going to have to restart this one. Same thing. That's all right. <laughs> so count down. I will keep an eye on it this time. I'll let us know. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, now, fuck, my train of thought got all uh, all torn up. But where I, I, I'll tell you where I wanted to go with that was, I, mean, I think it's great. Um, you know, you've got got this super good $2,800 grill. Yeah. That anybody, like, I swear to God, like, if you get it, like, the, it, it would be, I've seen Big Mo case on, like, smoked briskets on it. And, oh, man. You know, if you're like, oh, but I want, like, smoke flavor, well, then get, like, lump fucking charcoal and throw, like, briquettes and wood on it. Like, this is, I'm telling you, if if I want, well, I'm definitely going to gonna put in, if I win, and I'm, <laughs> I, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this right now, if I win, uh, that, if I win that grill, that grill is definitely going to get donated to a vet. Or something, right on, man. It's there just a, dude, that's like that's how I always got to do it. But um, I think it's cool, man. And you know, you guys can raise some money. It's like <clears throat> this is a a, a cause I want to support. You know, so you know, trying to trying to grow disc in hand, and I can already guess where this organization's going. Like. You know, you've talked about how you got introduced to the sport. You brought new members in. Just how 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 it basically changed your life. Like you inquired about it. Somebody lent you some discs, and now look at you. You are passionate. You're making some T-shirts. You've got a whole group because somebody oh, yeah, we, did something that nice we, for you. Look at the passion it brought in you, and you're just trying to do that to everybody else. And you yeah, I'm not even that good. I am. Yeah. I am a shit player. I am <laughs> not. You know. I mean, I I have fun. Uh, you know, I'm not by any means going out and playing tournaments or anything. Or am I a pro? Or, but yeah, no, I am. No, man, I'm just I'm just uh, excited about it. Um, yeah, and I mean, so here's something cool. Is yeah, our our tickets are five dollars a piece. Half of all the money that we make. Um, cause we're also partnering with, uh, the iron lion, um, the disc golf store, uh, half of all the proceeds is going to the U S masters championship. That's going to be coming to the quad cities, uh, September 8th through 11th. So half of the money we raise for this, um, will go to that event to help pay for payouts or prizes or, you know, provide water for volunteers um, anything that they would need for that event, half of whatever we raise is going towards them. And what people don't understand is when events start coming to the area, money is being spent in the community. So yeah. you got to look at why Dyersville, Iowa, they had one major league game there. Now they're dumping $80 million into it. Yeah, they're gonna have what they're gonna have a game every year there, kind of like uh the NHL's version of the Winter Classic. Yeah, yep. Uh, which is gonna be there. Uh, I mean, our our uh, pro team is going up there to play the Cedar Rapids team this year. Nice. Uh, yeah, as they're and they're going retro too. They're gonna be the Davenport Blue Sox versus the Cedar Rapids Rabbits or something. 
Uh, oh well, oh, I, I thought you were talking disc golf. Uh, oh no, for a no, second. No, still, no yeah, the, the 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 fucking river no, bandits. Yeah, yeah. Some of a bitch. Bandits. I was like, oh, that's cool that the disc golf is going up there. And like my very next thing was, I was gonna say, oh, by the way, the river bandits are gonna play there. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. There you go. Yeah, shit. I was like, and I'm kind of in a in a. I've got like four things I want to bring up, so I was just like, and then when you threw that in there, it was just shuffle to the back, yeah. Um, yeah, I just saw that. Uh, when the fuck are they playing? Is it August? Uh, yeah, I think it was August 9th, August 8th. I don't know. Yeah, but they're when you can have events like that, you're going to have people coming from all over. They're either going to spend money on hotels campers they're gonna eat when they're here they're gonna need gasoline they're gonna need groceries what anytime you can have an event you're gonna make money for the community here's a here's a fucked up thing and if you didn't think we were going to talk about juggalos in this uh, episode well you're wrong so here we are oh boy oh boy <laughs> so back to my record store days Dude, the gathering of the Juggalos like was bouncing around, and this event was fucking huge. I, I wanted to go to one just to say I went to one. <laughs> and man, do I got any hate in my heart for Juggalos? No. Like psychopathic records, like the shit that they had, like basically paid my record store wages. Cause we used to sell like the hockey jerseys and I'm like, what I'm telling you, oh, yeah. psychopathic record, like dude, them fucking juggalos spent a lot of fucking money. Like the yeah. little silver chains, the hatchet man chains, hatchet man. Yep. <sighs> you know, for two trailer trash dudes, they made a fucking empire. Like man, We'd have to talk to people from Psychopathic Records, and they were the coolest motherfuckers on playing. Like I met, uh, I met Blaze, you dead homie. We did an in-store signing, and we had like a hundred. No, we had like three hundred Juggalos hanging out. Not one fight. The store was open, but they were like, "Hey, the signing doesn't start till you know, like four. It's like 3.45, and they're like, well, do we start a line out here? It's like, well, the store's open, and we got people in here. It's like, oh, no problem. All of them just went outside and just were, like, hanging out there. It's like, what the fuck? Like, all right. Blaze Your Dead Homie was probably one of the coolest fucking dudes I ever met. And his album was dropping. And, like, I guess... I guess Violent J was like, yeah, bro, fucking, he's going to buy a trailer this month, man. That's how well his album's doing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but he was super cool, and uh, his his road manager was just funny. Like, I, he asked to go to the bathroom. I showed him where it was. He gets back, and he's like, hey, man, I'm not a juggalo. I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't care or whatever. I'm like, but hey, you are from Detroit. Like, do you know DJ House Shoes? His eyes, like, lit up. He goes, that's my fucking homie. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> he started telling me like Jay Dilla story, so like me and him bonded. He's like, dude, these guys are local in Detroit. He's like, it was a job. Whatever I took it. I'm like, all right, no big deal. That was a that was one way that they provided income for somebody. The other way is going back to gathering the juggalos, 
Um, I went on a fucking rant that I didn't need to, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, shit. We're about two minutes away. If the story story gets cut off, so be it. But um, down... Like at the gathering of the juggalos, it's it's massive. They always held up at Cave and Rock, Illinois. It's like the most southern point in Illinois you can get. There's a grocery store that ninety percent of their income happens when gathering of the juggalos happens. <laughs> because this is a town of like five hundred people and those three days there is like eighty thousand people. Maybe not eighty thousand, maybe like forty thousand. It's a fucking lot of goddamn juggalos <laughs> right and there was one year i mean we would sell tickets and the ticket prices were like i thought they were outrageous but like looking at festival prices that ain't that bad 150 bucks for a three-day pass plus parking not awful the amount of like they had to bring in people like you gotta think a town that small, now they've got to hire security. They've got to hire cleanup crews. They've got to hire porta potties. Like everybody in that, you know, 30, 40 mile radius was making money. Yeah. The way here's a here's something I'll tie into wrestling. We're gonna get we're gonna get cut off here in like two seconds. So let me uh let me end this, send another one. Okay. And we'll uh, we'll get right back to it. Hold right tight. Okay, so where I was going with that story is, and this is pro wrestling related. So one Daniel Bryan was uh, was scheduled to appear at Juggalo Championship Wrestling, <laughs> and this was when he made his debut, and choked Justin Roberts with a tie and got fired. People were like, what the fuck? It was Sur- Survivor Series? Mm-hmm. I think so. No, wait, wait. What? When does Survivor Series happen? In August? No, Survivor Series is in November. So this is definitely what? What? Well, Thanksgiving time. That begs a question, too, because I always remember, like, we knew Daniel Bryan was coming back to WWE because he had to cancel that booking. And that's when John Cena had him on his team. But it was like John Cena versus the rest of the Nexus. In fact, do you remember this? I might have been Survivor Series. November, that was Gathering the Juggalos in November. I always thought it was in, like, the summer. But anywho, that's. I mean, it would make. It would make sense to be in the summer. Yeah, but that's a, that's how we knew, you know, when he uh, when he was coming back, and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which I don't, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about ICP and pro wrestling, but uh, those uh, those times were uh, were were interesting. Like I go back and watch it, and here's the thing about 1997. 1997 had like every single thing like 96, 97. I mean, you had like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, 
Mm-hmm. We had shows like Friends on, and I'm not, I like, I'm not just trying to be nostalgic, like, oh, this was the time, but I'm like, literally letting you know, like, this is when everybody was watching. You get sitcoms that were the highest rated that any show has ever been. Pro wrestling was that way. Like South Park was on at that time because I remember seeing the oddities, and I remember just like them coming out with like the Cartman dolls, and it just. <laughs> 97 like i was seven eight years old and i look back at all the shit that came out in 97 like hip-hop wise movie wise like what a fucking year that was i and a a lot of musicians were dying then people were putting shit out it's just it, it was it was a completely different time like i mean i'm pretty sure that's when like the gotten milk advertisements were out <laughs> And I still remember those. Like, I don't remember shit from 98, 99, 2000. I don't remember none of that shit. There's something interesting about that year. And maybe I'm, I'm like, I'm off with the oddities being around there, but I'm pretty sure they were around at that time. I'm, I, uh, I, I think they were. And it was fun, too, because you had the oddities and they were uh, WWF. And then you had ICP wrestling on WCW. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like they, they they got in there and they had I mean they had matches. They were they were uh they were out there. They were teaming with uh who was it? Vampiro? Vampiro, god, that's a name I haven't heard in fucking forever. <laughs> let me uh let me let me pick your ba- uh brain wrestling wise. And this might be fun. That Maybe not fun for all the listeners, but fun for all the boys in the <laughs> world yeah, wrestling the, chat. The who? So, who was your favorite wrestler? So you're, so you're 37. I'm 32. We're not that far apart, but as far as wrestling goes, the landscape will change in five years. You know what I mean? That, oh yeah. I guess that's true with anything, but. So who was who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Who's still your favorite, and who's your favorite now? Oh man, that's and that's put wet very well because there. I mean, there's different stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. So I can I can tell you the very first moment I like got into wrestling. I was watching it on TV. I was watching uh, the Ultimate Warrior cut a promo. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you're the only one he, that he's he was, ever sold a promo on. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, he, I probably am. But he was feuding with Papa Shango, and like uh, he just started had black stuff like running down his face, and I was hooked, man. Oh, I mean, that fucking yeah. promo where the dude. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, you, you mentioned that, bro. Like that's. And uh, by the way, Papa Shango, who we now know as the Godfather. Who like smokes pot and plays this golf? That's what you're right. <laughs> he does. I, mean, I I didn't realize the amount of weed he smoked until he was on a uh, Doctor Green Thumbs podcast. Uh, Be real from Cypress Hill. I remember when I first started following him on Instagram because I'm like, ah, it's the Godfather. Fuck it, dude. I remember like the 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 saddest moment of my life. Was when the Godfather turned into the Good Father, and there would be no mm-hmm. more hoe trained. Dude, looking back now, right to censor was so 
fucking awesome dude <laughs> like i forgot how fucking great that dude like the live nudity and then they came out like god dude there is no better way than in the 90s to 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 get so much heel heat by censoring tits <laughs> like that is the most <laughs> that is the greatest thing uh and then yeah he had like cornrows so i started following uh following the godfather and i remember he's Walking on a treadmill in like his Godfather gear, and he's got like one of those big volcano vape bags. And I'm like, "Wait, he smokes weed, <laughs> dude!" I took a deeper look into his shit, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Like he's got his own strain and everything. And oh yeah, he's doing really, really well. And it was cool to see the uh, him doing the reunion with uh, you know BSK, like. All the boys in the Undertaker, like it's, it's a. He's got such a cool history. I uh, I messaged him like a year ago about being on this podcast. Left on red. <laughs> like I don't. I. The, he left me on red, and then three weeks later, he was doing that Doctor Green thumb, and then launching his. I was like, all right, he's incredibly busy. I, I didn't take any. I, I didn't take any offense to that. Um, but, uh, okay. So that's what got you hooked into wrestling was then the ultimate warrior, your favorite. So yeah, as a, as a young, as a young James Allen, uh, ultimate warrior was, was my guy. Uh, and then, you know, I started watching more wrestling and more wrestling and then let's see, then it evolved into, um, sting, uh, and not, and not rock and roll, uh, you know, same warrior paint sting either. Like I got back into wrestling and it was crow sting. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the white, the white paint, the, you know, uh, crow sting. Uh, but man, probably now, uh, and probably since I, you know, since I saw him on WCW, uh, I've evolved with Chris Jericho, uh, kind of like, Throughout, like I liked him in WCW as like that mid card, uh, you know, that 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 is putting on those 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 great matches, those technical matches, the Dean Malenko feud, you know, the the list of a thousand and one holds. <laughs> I love that. That's a fucking meme. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, he's still going strong this year. And hey, uh, you know. Something very cool. We share the same birthday, so it's like uh, you know, Chris, <laughs> Chris Jericho, and I have the same birthday, as well as Cisco Thong uh, Song. If you guys, <laughs> okay, all right, that, 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 I, I could definitely see how you fit into those. <laughs> that, yeah, that three. there you go. So, Dude. but yeah, no, um, but I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, being from the area, we've got to go with uh, with Seth Rollins. Right, I mean, well, and kind Becky of Lynch now too, right? Yeah, well, yeah, the uh, Quad City adoptive uh, Becky Lynch, who uh, I, I I've had the I met them during COVID, um, actually while she was pregnant, uh, and tried to control myself to the best of my ability because I saw them at the high V. Uh, she was pregnant. They both had the masks on, and I just kind of you know you meet like. The people you see on TV, the people you kind of watch, and you're like, you want to freak out and you want to ask for a picture, an autograph or anything. But, you know, kind of at that time, it was like kind of, you know, keep my uh, six feet away and kind of stop them and just say, hey, guys, I'm a big fan. 
<laughs> I like both. I like both of you. Uh, kind of moment. I kind of felt like a little kid. Uh, so, and then I proceeded that I uh, followed them down the aisles because not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like I, this is awkward. I gotta go this way. So, I gotta get milk and so bread yeah, for I, the wife. <laughs> so I'm sure they've got like a different story of it. They're like, yeah, this fuck. This guy with a mask on with a bun just kept following us down the grocery store. I was like, really? I wasn't. I have a list. And the way the list goes was in, you know, you walk in the door, you start going down the aisles. It's just the way it went down. I'm not a creeper. <laughs> hey, you know, it, 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 it's what it is, man. And But no, they were real cool. Uh, you know, kind of respected their distance, you know, student. didn't want to be that guy. They had to say, hey, back up, you know, but. You know, they're real cool. They're real nice people. Um, of course, I, you know, I didn't ask them for an autograph or picture. Uh, but that- no, they, yeah. I mean, to, to see somebody like, like you know, your Seth Rollins out of our area do something that we grew up while watching and, you know, seeing that he helped like the local independent scene uh, here kind of evolve. Um, he's wrestling schools here. So you always see like, all the wrestlers pop in and kind of give lessons. Um, you ever get a chance? Say the coffee shop right next door is fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Shout out three nine two coffee, and yeah. they've got one in Clinton too. They, they, yeah. So now they got three locations. And yeah, what's funny is, did, did you ever go back and watch the uh, Broken Skull sessions with uh, when Seth Rollins was on there? Uh yeah, and they come driving through uh, downtown Davenport under the train bridge. On the Broken Skull, no, 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 no. This is the Steve Austin podcast. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I'm thinking of something else. But no, yeah, th- no, that that one that they did, uh, where they went back to actually Buffalo, where he was uh, from. <laughs> Funny story. I've drank with uh, Seth Rollins' dad. I've drank with <laughs> Seth Rollins' dad once, and I've drank with his brother multiple times. His brother is cooler than fuck. Uh, he like he's big as shit. I think he's he's bigger than his brother is. Um which if you want to like here's a here's another little fucked up thing like way off subject. <clears throat> but I think about this a lot. You know uh Patrick Mahomes' brother, the TikTok star? I the, don't know his brother. No. <laughs> fuck is that kid's name? I mean, like he always does TikTok I dances. Know this, but I- I should know this. I I am only a uh, new uh, new Kansas City Chiefs fan. So. Oh, his yeah. Anyway, his fucking brother does TikTok dances like at the stadiums, and it's just like they're awkward. I remember when my beloved Bengals beat the fuck out of them to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> By the way, that's fuck that Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> there was like all these memes, like the the Mahomes family, because it's it's Patrick's brother and his wife that do these sad TikTok, <laughs> like it, like they they always do TikToks together. And when you look at him and you're like, oh, scrawny little kid. I saw a picture of those two next to each other, and he's got like four inches on Patrick. Like I, I go, I know Patrick Mahomes isn't the small fucking dude. I was like, but his brother looks a lot littler than he is. Like he looks like a little scrawny dude, but you see him next to a, a probably one of the better who's probably going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, absolutely! Like, you can't. You- I'm, <laughs> I'm. I like Patrick Mahomes, and you know Patrick Mahomes is a class act. He said to Joe Burrow, 
Well, this was a whispered in his ear when the Bengals beat him. He's like, go win it all. That didn't happen. Still sucks, but fuck, dude. That that guy's that guy's already legendary in Kansas City. I can't wait in like five years when he's washed up and then goes and plays for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> after, oh. the, after the Bengals have like seven Super Bowl rings in five years because they got two that were owed to them. Yeah. Mailed yeah, to them. Yeah, they got, they got two. <laughs> uh, to to kind of go back to your favorite wrestler, I do want to talk about Chris Jericho a little bit because that man at 50, 51 years old, he got so much shit when there was a, um, I want to say they were still on TNT at this time. Yeah, they definitely were. <clears throat> and Dynamite had uh, started right after an NBA playoff, and people were like, oh, look at AEW, like the fucking knockoff WWE, which is like, as wrestling fans, we know it's the furthest thing from the truth, which to tie in. AEW gets a lot of flack for their, like, oh, you will, you only cater to the internet wrestling fans. It's like, yeah, there's a reason why there's that group out there. <laughs> AEW is meant to be like, and it still is. It's like, I, like, I don't even watch WWE much anymore. Like, I still appreciate everybody that does what they do there. But, like, AEW became like, all these indie stars are now like superstars. And the most recent thing with Jericho doing the Jericho Appreciation Society, and he's like, <laughs> we're not wrestlers. We are sports entertainers. I'm like, God damn it. I remember hearing that promo. <clears throat> and they took those two Canadian kids. Uh, three Is it 3.0 or 2.0? 2.0. 2.0. Some of my favorite dudes in the business, and like now they're just named like Magic. I like, I everybody in that group now. Like, I like the inner circle a lot, but the Jericho Appreciation Society is just so fucking awesome. Like, I know Jericho gave himself an award, like, he was the sports entertainer of the week. (laughs) Like, dude, that's so amazing because now you're going against the internet culture where they're like, in WWE, you can't say you're a wrestler. It's just like, for him being 51 years old <clears throat> and still having his finger so on the pulse of the wrestling business, like, it's it's insane. He's not like an old-timer. Like, he gets it. Like, he, is, he has been more with the times. He's always been ahead of his time. And now that his time might have passed, now it's finally catching up to him where because Chris Jericho's past his prime, because how far ahead he was of his time, it's now finally catching up. Now Chris Jericho is actually in his prime. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. No, and I yeah, I think you I think you hit it right on the head because uh he does. He keeps his he keeps his finger on the, the wrestling the wrestling pulse, but not only that, he keeps his finger on like pop culture as well. So oh, it's yeah. like if you can if, if you can intertwine the two, you're gonna get so much more out of whatever you're 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 trying to put together in wrestling because you know you're gonna bring in other people that are gonna understand what that character is. They're like, you know, they'll turn it on, they'll see 
you know, a jungle boy and not really kind of understand why he's jungle boy or even know the backstory that he's, you know, Luke Perry's son. But if they see like a Chris Jericho and he's doing this thing that they can relate to something they saw on TV three channels ago when they were flipping, they'll get it. He's all around, man, it's, I want to go back to Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Like I remember seeing about it on Twitter. Like Jericho's going to wrestle Kenny Omega in New Japan. I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Like it, it was getting to the point where, like, right when Jericho left, and I, man, Jericho's left like four or five years ago. Nobody, nobody saw this coming. You know, Jericho was still like pretty high up in WWE. Like, mm-hmm. still fucking awesome. Uh, a tag team that I didn't care about at the time, but, like, I've gone back and seen clips that I really should have liked a lot more was Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those odd pairings, and, you know, that's how, that's how like, the Rock and Sock connection, like, the Rock and Mankind. Yeah. Like, or even, so, like, the RK Bro now. I that, that's, that's such a perfect pairing, and... I guess it's because Randy Orton loves the strain that Matt Riddle grows for him. Mm-hmm. And dude, when they did the RK Bro 420, I that was a shock to me. But again, we going back to you know we've talked about weed a lot on this podcast, but it's just like the changing of the culture. Um, like I, like I mentioned earlier, like Golf Digest talking about weed. Like now WWE's putting it out there, like. And it was in green lettering, like, come on. <laughs> it's like, they were not, we're not fucking yeah. stupid. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> and, they're, and they're doing it well, but... <laughs> I love that pairing. Like, I really don't want it to go anywhere. I don't know that it'll ever have the magic, like, somehow that the New Day just happened to have. And I'm not saying just happened to have. Like, I'm not bashing any of those three, but... It seemed like such a random pairing where you're like Kofi, Biggie, and then Xavier. It's like, all right, what can these guys do? And shit, how long have they they've been together? At least ten years. Oh, pretty close. They've got it, yeah. Like, so some of the coolest moments were obviously Kofi winning the belt. Yeah, that, that was fun over over Daniel Bryan. That that was so cool, and then Biggie. Winning the belt, like mm-hmm. man, and it sucks what happened to Big E, but for him to get that belt, dude, that's that shit is so cool. Those, those two are the, probably the two most deserving guys on the planet, and I I love Xavier Woods. Like, I don't I don't think he gets enough credit for a lot of the shit he does. I don't. I, I assume he probably wants to have the world heavyweight championship belt around him at some point, but. With all the money he's made with New Day, and now he's doing the up, up, down, down, the yeah, video games. Sh- I, 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 I don't think he's going to retire with not a lot of money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. I think he's fine. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's those random pairings that make like factions, and I. In my opinion, I don't know that this Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be something that lasts. 
I'm glad the inner circle lasted as long as it did, and you got a lot of superstars coming out of that, which is mm-hmm. very, very cool. I love Santana and Ortiz. Sammy Guevara's heel turn just because he's a douche is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Dude, Sammy, du- Sammy Guevara was such a douche that damn Lambert is a baby face because of it. Yeah. And Ethan Page and uh, Scorpio Sky. Like, <laughs> like this... This is the cool thing about about pro wrestling, which you and I know, but people who are listening, like obviously, might not. <laughs> One event can turn someone who is hated to somebody who's loved. Yeah, it it it, it doesn't like. One crowd can boo somebody, and all of a sudden, they're a bad guy. And. I don't know, man. Like, I think that's why why I watch each and every week. And and you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't I've said it. I don't watch WWE. Like, I watch AEW. There's just I I feel like there's a lot better things going on there. And even watching wrestling for you know a couple years longer than me. I mean, I think you feel the same way too. And I know Mike watches that in like GCW. Your I mean, Mike is in Mike is in the. Ever, like I, 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 so I'm with you on the like WWE. Like I watch it, you know. I've got my wrestlers I follow in it, um, but yeah, it's not, I'm not devoted to it as I am like AEW or even uh, Impact or you know. Now we're following like NWA again because they're starting to catch steam and get going. Uh, Ring of Honor now being a part of you know AEW. Samoa um, Joe be making an ROH. Yeah, uh, all this stuff that kind of like uh, early internet days <laughs> we were getting you know, <laughs> yeah. the young days of YouTube. Um, <laughs> hey, can I? Can I? I, I don't want to cut you off, um, but before I forget, and you'll appreciate this. At the last pay per view, when uh, CM Punk and MJF wrestled in the dog collar match. Because you know at Lopez they do wrestling night like the first yeah. Sunday. And first actually, Sunday of every month, go down to Lopez. <laughs> I, I, I missed I missed the last one, but I was there. And this is the one where that pay-per-view was on. And I smoked a couple of pork butts. Brought pulled pork up there. Dude, when AFI's music hit, and it was the Ring of Honor CM Punk. Yeah. All the guys in Killoon, like Tim Regal. Some like Shane Hollister, like all these guys that knew Punk back then, and all the because yeah. there was a shitload of SCW wrestlers because they they get to see a free pay per view. They're, they're fucking broke. They don't make no money. <laughs> they fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> not, not bashing SCW, but like you ain't gonna make millions. No, man, but there. they got jobs. You know, it's, they, it's not out of your, it's not out of the realm of possibility yeah. to go Saturday night to Walcott Coliseum see. uh a wrestler, and then see a Monday morning reading meter read- or water meter readers. Dude, that's how, that's how it was. Like my buddy Devin always said, like uh, Steam Wheelers, which is our arena football league. He's like, oh, the Steam Wheelers are great because you get to go watch them play Friday night, and then Saturday night they're delivering your pizzas. Mm. True story. It's it's yeah. Like, it. Yeah, you you go look at some of the people who made it to the top. Dude, they had to do that shit. It's like, what'd you do? Steve Austin only mm-hmm. ate potatoes. Uh, like literally could only afford a bag of potatoes and that's how he did it. But so they were all down there. And then, yeah, when punk came out 
to AFI's music, and then in the fucking white shorts, that place went fucking bananas. Not the gym shorts, <laughs> and it was like, okay, this is this is Ring of Honor punk. And what's nice is like, you know, you and I can speculate how much money CM Punk has in the bank, but like for me to say he has fifteen million dollars sitting in there would probably be maybe correct. And for him to still have that much of a love of pro wrestling to come out and do his old what he used to do when he was broke, like that that shit is so fucking cool to me. Yeah. No, that that is like that's that's it's one of, like one of the things that kind of keep us coming back to because uh, it always reminds us of uh, I don't want to say nostalgia because nostalgia sounds so old, mm-hmm. uh, but like you know simpler times, you know when when you had and I mean again we can tie disc golf into pro wrestling because yeah let's hear it uh, sometimes you you know you go out you have a good time you you know lose. The, the normal stresses sometimes just getting lost in an art like professional wrestling every Wednesday night or Monday night or Friday night or you know oh man there's wrestling on every day of the week but if you find something you love and you just kind of immerse yourself into it uh, I mean it's I mean it's it's like smoking or drinking or you know it kind of puts you in that that calm mindset yeah um, and that's kind of what you know that's what disc golf is for me. You know, that's what, you know, pro wrestling is for kind of our group. I mean, I, I, I kind of don't like the nostalgia word because I mean, it does make us sound old. And I mean, we may be getting old, but are we growing up? (laughs) I mean, that's not a thing. I, uh, so like, Oh, so like every night, um, I've got a hardcover book. Um, that I come, I come home and if I'm not at the gym, I just kind of come home, wash the day off. And then I will find a picture or something. I'll put it in this book, whether it's a memory, whether it's from a movie, uh, right, right now I'm doing a lot of horror stuff. I've got a friend uh, really involved in horror. She's kind of like an inspiration to me. Um, so she's like, Hey, do this, do this, do this, which is really cool because, you know, she's a big fan of, uh, what I, what I put down into what I think are just scribbles, but you know, uh, they're not to her, <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's cool. And it, just to be able to come home and just kind of, kind of relax and get in that different state of mind, you know, you're not worrying about, you know, paying bills or busting your ass at work or. You know, you're just kind of you, you, you zen out and you do one thing. Uh, that's kind of what that's that's what it is. That's uh, and that can be disc golf. That can be pro wrestling. That can be smoking butts. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's it's a thing. It's a it's a mindset. It's whatever you kind of pour your uh, your heart and soul into. And that's I'm. At the end of the day, man, you know, you meet people that don't have hobbies and they can get by in life. Like, my dad has zero hobbies. Motherfucker don't do anything. Every Saturday, he's got a project. So I guess those are his hobbies. But he has to fucking work his ass off. It, he, it came from the mindset when he was a carpenter in the 80s 
it wouldn't have fucking worked, so why would he buy a Harley? Why would he get into guns? Why would he go hunting? He's like, it ain't when it wasn't ever enough money to do anything. Right. I'm like, me, I got into smoking meats. Um, you know, like I hunted, and it's it all started from, uh, well, I had wanted a smoker for about like seven, eight years. I was just always too broke. I'm not good with money, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's why I'm always broke, but, you know, I lived with a buddy during COVID, when COVID happened. I just happened to be living there. You know, I was like, ah, I'll be here three months. Oh, fuck, six, eight months later. <laughs> His parents had bought him a smoker, and I'm, like, the only one that used it. I put that motherfucker away, and I go, hey, have you used that thing since I moved out, like, a year and a half ago? Yeah, I used it a few times. I know for a fact I emptied that hopper out and I opened that motherfucker and I go, "You have not used this." <laughs> He's like, well, "What the fuck?" Like he don't eat. It, it's it, it's my buddy Doug. Um, Doug's always uh, with me on the thoughts from a Steve Patreon exclusive series for Working Class Bow Hunter. That motherfucker, I, I guarantee that motherfucker has not used that smoker. And I've smoked some good shit on it. It's a pit boss. It's not like a Komodo Joe. They can <laughs> potentially win for five bucks. Yeah, for five bucks, you know. <laughs> if you uh, if you want to throw it that way, yeah. but um, yeah, like COVID, I I had been watching a bunch of barbecue videos and you know being at home, learn to smoke meat. You know, I watch a bunch of YouTube videos and I got passionate about it, and I'm still passionate about it, and it's it's wild. Like my, I'm sitting. <laughs> There's a video where I was sitting there talking about how I'm going to prepare this meat, and I'm, like, taking pictures of it. I didn't know my girlfriend was, like, filming me, but I'm, like, trying to stump for the gram. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. I'm like, but if I put this seasoning on this, and she's like, you're so cute. It's weird that, like, <laughs> chicks think that when dudes are passionate about shit, it, like, it's cute. <laughs> I'm like, right. But that is, like, that's such a guy thing and now that I'm getting older I I hate to feel like I'm turning that old dude but you know you're you're a father you're a guy that works hard I don't know what it is about guys but have you ever cut your lawn so good that you're like fuck I hope somebody sees this <laughs> Or like, like made something so good, or just wrapped a hose so tight and had like when you put the hose away, it was perfect all the way around. Like, why does shit like that get to get to us? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but like typical like dad shit. It's just oh, and by the way, by the way. It, it, if this is going to be a long tangent, we got three minutes before we have to do another Zoom meeting. You got to reset. I'm actually, I'm actually keeping time on this one. <laughs> but like, why? So, I mean, why are we so, such simple creatures? Right? Like you go and, uh, I mean, you go and do something simple like replace a light switch cover and you walk by that light switch cover <laughs> four or five extra times because you replaced it. Man, that motherfucker looks good. Yeah, yeah. 
and it, it might be it might be a light switch too that's in the basement like you may not even it may have been broken for like four years and you finally got off your butt to fix it and all of a sudden it's one of those you walk by all the time just to look at it <laughs> those two little that those two little screws in that three minute job oh dude <laughs> yeah so you I mean, know exactly what i'm talking about the, yeah it took you longer to find a screwdriver to do the job than it did to do it <laughs> Man, when I was like, <laughs> so this is going to be the filthy portion of this. I, man, I didn't knock out a whole lot of ladies. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't banging a lot, but when I did, I was super proud. I'm like. My early 20s. I'm like, look at this chick. Like, I banged this chick. Like, look how awesome that is. Kind of pig behavior. Like, like grow up. You know what I mean? And I did grow up. Now, instead of me showing, like, <laughs> like showing up to work Monday morning, what'd you do? I did that. You know, look at this picture. I did this chick. Now, it's like Monday morning. Hey, what'd you do? Bro, look at the smoke ring I got on these fucking ribs. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Like, that's where it fucking went to me. And I just, uh, I I wonder what changed in me because I never wanted to be the lame old guy. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm young and hip. Like, it'd be so fucking cool to be like, yeah, man, went to this concert, hung out with a band. We banged like six chicks together and then we high-fived. And then, like, <laughs> like, that was the shit that I was always like, Hey, when I'm an adult, that's what I'm gonna do. I I I swear to God, like now I'm 32 years old. I get to work on Monday. You know, if I'm not showing pictures of smoke rings, like, hey, what'd you do? I changed my brakes, and it only took an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I changed my brakes, it only took an hour and a half. And by the way, went to AutoZone and uh, got my own oil. Change. It was on sale. It was on sale for like thirty six bucks. So I got an oil change for thirty six dollars. Yeah, I uh, saved four bucks. <laughs> God, I was. I'm like, man. I'm, I'm like really realizing that I'm starting to shift into the lame part of my life. Like you know what I mean? Like, as like like you said, you're. No, we we we're getting real close to it. If it cuts out, it ain't. Damn, I called it. I called it. I called that shit. All right, <laughs> we're gonna stop this here and re-record. Hold on. Okay, we are uh, we are back. I know I need to stop being so fucking cheap and just pay for <laughs> pay for premium <laughs> Zoom, and then you can see exactly what's going on and uh, all that good shit. But um. Yeah, we were talking about, like, growing up, being fucking lame, all that shit. I actually had a question that I wanted to ask you back when we were talking wrestling. This might tie us back into pro wrestling, and I, I'm i fine with that. Um, you had mentioned earlier, and I don't know if I misheard it, but do you watch Impact Wrestling a lot? So I don't watch a lot. I do keep up on it. Okay. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't have, so unfortunately I don't have like, um, that's like one of the ones that's hard to watch unless you have the channel, mm -hmm. which I don't, I, 
because they're, they're like a what access TV or something. Yeah, they used to they used to stream it live on Twitch, and that's how I always yeah. watched it. Yeah, that's how I watched it. But then I think they stopped because I haven't been able to find it on Twitch. They definitely they definitely stopped. I remember when they did that, the Twitch agreement came up. Um, here was here was my chance to probably get in the wrestling business at some point. Back when I was doing working class bow hunter, uh. There is an outdoor channel called the Pursuit Channel. Mm-hmm. They put Impact Wrestling on there for like six, eight months. And I was like, holy fuck. I, I never really got on that. It would have made sense for us to get somebody on the Pursuit Channel, but like for, for hunting television, um, you know, you've really got your, you've got the outdoor network and you've got sportsmen's or the outdoor channel. Oh, fuck. I should remember these names because <laughs> we, uh, we ended up getting the, the VP for outdoor channel on, and he was, a, he was a super cool fucking dude. He actually came to the quad cities. Um, and something I failed to mention, like too, when we were talking about like Quad City pro wrestlers, we never talked about like the UFC guys that were around here, like Tim Sylvia and like Jens Pulver, Matt Hughes, like guys are like huge superstars. But um, outdoor channel and sportsman Net- sportsman's network, those are the two big ones. And really, with your channel subscriptions, you're only going to get one. Unless you get like mm-hmm. a super duper and you'll get both. Um I think Sportsman's is the uh the lower tier of them. And like I hate to say that, but it's just like more accessible. Unless you pay for the the premium. It depends on who you go through, like dish, all that bullshit. Um Pursuit though. Man, that was uh <laughs> that was kind of those ones that I don't even know who had it. They had some cool shit on there. But they were owned by, I believe, Anthem Network. And when Impact went there, my timelines are all fucked. Like, my memory is bad. But I think this would have been pre, pre Tessa Blanchard getting the title. Okay. Yeah. Like, if that makes any sense. I remember Anthem because the Anthem had like the logo uh, with the owl, and then they got kind of like, "Hey, we want to be a part of your wrestling show." So then they put an owl on the Impact titles. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and I, I I just listened to uh, because I'm a I'm a super big fan of the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I listen to Talk and Chop podcasts like all the time. And if you ever go watch the Good Brothers vlog, you'll see my name pop up because I'm on the Patreon for those guys. They just had uh oh, fucking I'm spacing on his name. As soon as I say the name, like it it might it might ring a bell for you, but they they were talking about uh he did uh, I'll tell you what his name I'll, I'll tell you what his name is here real quick, and then uh don't do not play this. He he used to do like a lot of the intros for 
like the Attitude Era, and he's been with TNA for like 20 years, which TNA Impact has been around for 20 years. Yeah. And and they were talking like, well, Johnny Swinger was talking about like 20 years ago. They were thinking this shit's going to be out of business. And it's still held on. Um, yeah, it's gone through a little, it's gone through a handful of owners, but yeah, it's still there. And I, I, I like it, but one of the backbones is a uh, Scotty Demore. Man, I I kind of want to get Scotty on this podcast. I don't know if he has time for it. Apparently, he used to work in WCW way back in the day. Like oh. Impact TNA Impact. It, my buddy in middle school, I know we were in high school, he watched it. And this was right when the Ultimate Fighter was coming out. So he switched okay. from pro wrestling to all, the Ultimate Fighter. And he's been watching UFC ever since. Like, he's big on that. But I was still watching, you know, Raw and SmackDown. But he's like, dude, you got to watch Impact. They got a six sided ring. I'm like, what? the fuck is a six-sided ring and i watched it yeah. and man let, let's break down impact wrestling like obviously you said you still follow it and we're wrestling fans mm-hmm. if you go back and look at the early days in those rosters like how the fuck was that not the biggest company on the planet like what happened uh yeah that is a very good uh that's a very good question because a lot of those wrestlers they're all they're all top of their top of their brands top of their companies now it's um it is crazy like today those those old six sided days where you had like uh, the Motor City Machine Guns versus uh, Generation Me which became the Young Bucks <laughs> oh my god you I know can't, I can't, I was hoping you were gonna go there I was like. <laughs> What were their fucking names in Generation Me? Uh, oh, I don't remember. I, and I, I have the Young Bucks book. And God damn, I remember what they called it. It was like Matt. They they, they went with like nineties <laughs> name. Oh, I think it's Matt and Matt and Nicholas Massey. Or wait, hang on, hang on. Look up their know, name because they were fucking bad. Um, Max and Jeremy Buck. Max and Jeremy Buck. Yeah, <laughs> Max and Jeremy, and they made them like have these stupid bob haircuts. Yep, I remember when the- it, their uh, their 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 uh, characters uh, and their ring gear looked very much like early early Hardy Boys um, before like the you know the Hot Topic shopping spree. <laughs> they had they wore like the neon like tights and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh Looked very similar to those guys. It was kind of it was kind of neat. Man. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but uh, kind of hearing about how they are and what they. Because uh, I think know, Vince Russo they- was working for TNA at that time. Yeah, because I think it was Russo that in the book where they were like, he goes, "Yeah, have them cut their hair, and their names are like Max and Jeremy Buck." <laughs> and they made Taz because these guys are big on the indies, and they made Taz go, "Man, these are a couple of young bucks." <laughs> yep. Uh, I those days when like okay. Here's a name that I and 
I, we've we've got a buddy who he's kind of in that, and I do stand up with him. Uh, buddy Chris Starman. He used to ref for SEW, and he dealt with Abyss on a couple of occasions. And said Abyss was fucking awesome. Like said, he was one yeah. of the coolest dudes. And I guess he's working backstage for WWE now, like as an agent, like as he should. He was he was fucking cool. I remember him. I was like, who's this mankind ripoff? Going back and watching it now, I'm like, oh, dude, it it was totally just him. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that how it goes in wrestling, though? Like, everybody that you, we watch, like, now, all, like, the new people, you can kind of pick pieces out that they've gotten inspiration, you know, from someone else. Like, you know. Uh, which, which isn't a isn't a problem. Like, yeah, you, the, the, you could say, you could say this, that Ric Flair was a classy Freddie Blassie ripoff. Mm-hmm. You could say that about Muhammad Ali, too. Muhammad Ali yeah. was a big pro wrestling fan. Yep. He got his shit from Classy Freddie Blassie too. It's not. I look at it like the way like I look at music. Imitation is the biggest form of flattery. If you're inspired by somebody, like here, let's let's recap uh, what happened on the last AEW. Wardlow came out. W. Morrissey came out, who was from Impact, which that's kind of a weird thing that it seems like AEW and Impact are working together again, which I'm very excited about. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, W. Morrissey, those guys were out, and someone hit a boss man slam. Mm hmm. Which, man, another thing off subject. I was kind of sitting there thinking about like Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, like they hit a boss man slam, and someone said, "You know, God rest big boss man." At some point, they've been in the business long enough that they've seen so many people that they've come to know and love like pass away, and it's just, I guess that's life. But this is just like I was thinking about that. Not to, not to bring down this whole podcast, but <laughs> man, you know, for these guys to be around the business long enough to see a lot of these guys come and go, it just, man, that sucks. Like, big boss man's, I, I watched a documentary about him not too long ago. He was always a guy when I was a kid. That I never, I never really thought much of, you know. I'm like, I, I I knew Big Boss Man when he wore like the tactical like all black shit, you know. When yep. he was like kind of with the Undertaker. <laughs> and I See, and I got in, I re, I was introduced to him when he looked like he had the bright blue, the, the blue, and he was like uh, the Georgia State it, Trooper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it, it it it's weird to me. I'm like, okay, that's where he was, but. You had such a weird career, and like I, I, I knew who he was, and the boss man slam. Like it was kind of a nice little tribute. Um, yeah. Fuck, but like actually, we're we're shit. 
I'm trying to backtrack and figure out actually where this was going. <laughs> where was I originally going with it? Oh, yeah, oh, we were talking about. They yeah, were and, just talking about people paying uh, kind of their their respects. Yeah, because by, I was talking uh, about uh, yeah W Morrissey and uh, an impact. Um, actually, fuck, fuck what we were talking about. I still want to talk about Impact Wrestling. Um, now the Good Brothers are there. Mm-hmm. You remember a year ago when AEW worked with him and like Kenny Omega like held the belt and he was just showing up on random Impact dates. Yeah, I can't believe that was a year ago. And Impact has some phenomenal, phenomenal talent. I just I, I wish their shit was more accessible because there's I think there's far too many talented people on that show for that not to be more accessible than it is. Like uh shit was it Chris Bay just joined Bullet Club and now like Bullet Club like Good Brothers are a part of Bullet Club. Chris mm-hmm. Bay, they had uh they had Jay White. Like this is huge. For some reason, Impact Wrestling has been around for twenty years. Like the the talent that has been through that door, and for this not to be like a a huge huge thing. I'm saying that and like all these names are running through my head. Like these are just names that I know that worked for them at one point or another. Goes like this: AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels, yep. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Don't forget that. Ric Flair, Mick Foley, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Rest his soul. Yo. Yep. Do yeah, CM Punk for Macho, a minute. Macho, Macho Man, Man there. Uh, Sting has gone through there. Oh so, well, for sure, for sure, Sting. Um, I think Foley went through there. The Dudleys went through yes, there. Foley. The oh, okay, okay. You want to talk about the Dudleys? Bully Ray. Funny story. Bully Ray. Um, that little faction. Doc Gallows was in that. Aces mm-hmm. and Eights. Yep. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was a mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Angle was a staple. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's wife. Kurt Angle's wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, yeah, Abyss. Joseph Park. Like, do you remember that whole fucking thing? Yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to think who else. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal. There's another. Uh, there's another really big Xavier, star that I, I. Xavier Woods went through there. He's been through Impact. He was uh, Conscious Creed. Conscious, yeah. Uh, you know, dude. One of my favorite tag teams of all time was fucking Beer Money. Yo, Beer Money up. Uh, James, James Jordan. Uh, oh my gosh! Come on now. Yeah, oh, glorious! I yeah, won't give it, in. I won't give yeah. in. Oh my gosh, rude, Bobby Rude, Bobby Rude. Um, yeah, and I mean that that whole like 
they beer money generation me motor city machine guns like they were putting on like those matches then that we're seeing like every night now on any kind of wrestling show with a tag team on it you know what though as 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 wrestling fans if the wrestling business ever goes stale we fucking deserve it because we did not pay into those x division division matches Mm -mm. like let's go back and talk about the uh, (laughs) by the way the uh Oh fuck! I'm spacing on his name. He was like a great. He did the brown bag special. Uh, fuck! He's one of the commentators. It was Mike Tanay and uh, God damn, what is his name? I'm I'm, I'm spacing on his name, but yep. He did the brown bag special. He always called all these matches. Uh. I know for sure he called the Samojo AJ Styles Christopher Daniels match, which doesn't show up on the best of AJ Styles until disc two. Which I find that super hard to believe, but as good as AJ Styles is, I, I get it. Um Fuck, what is his name? But anyway, those uh those X Division matches I Everybody goes off the Daddy Dave Meltzer five star rating. He was watching all these, but I think, I think it would behoove wrestling fans to go back and watch what we missed in TNA in probably like two thousand two thousand five six to two thousand twelve. Like yeah. we missed a lot yeah, of good like, shit. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand four, two thousand five. So like, yeah, like the the twelve when they tried to compete with. Uh, you know, they tried to compete with Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, no bueno there. Yeah, I that man. They had the talent there, but fuck. As far as the production goes, no. Uh, I'm trying to think of other talent that came through there. That who was uh. Fuck, it was somebody was just talking about this the other day. It was Johnny Swinger. Uh the America's most wanted. It was James Storm and who was the other fucking cat? God damn. Oh. Now we're doing now we're dipping deep into So let me ask you this. At that point, I guess you're five years older than me. I would have been 16 at the time. So you would have been, what, when Kurt Angle went to TNA, you would have been in your early 20s, right? Yeah. Were you still watching wrestling at that time? Were you still following the business or? So I, I, yeah, I, I, so I had like a brief, like break, I guess, in wrestling. I mean, I Uh, did too, yeah. But it was, it was probably like, after uh kind of in between when i was liking warrior to when i i liked you know uh crow face sting but like the attitude era brought back a lot of wrestlers or wrestling fans um i feel like like it got kind of stale for me like and then you know the warrior wasn't on tv on tv anymore you know and i wasn't i i wasn't always i wasn't a big hulk hogan fan i didn't really i don't know I like Macho Man. Some of that stuff. 
you know. But you know, it's this is uh, yeah. I've always kind of had my after after I got back into it, I've always kind of stuck with like some kind of uh, you know, keep in touch with what is going on. Always something different too. Like I mean, everybody everybody's gonna love the WWE. I mean, it's not going anywhere. They can do whatever they want to do. They can put on whatever product they want to put on, and people are going to watch it. People are going to pay money. They're going to pay to go see the live events. They're going to. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, um, like, man, like you like Nike shoes, but, you know, man, I really like Pumas, you know, so you're going to buy Puma. Uh, it's just something different. Um, you know, they've got a, they've got a, they're operating on a bigger scale. They've got more investors. They've got more people to please that are kind of, you know, they're, you know, advertisers, uh, the channel they're on. They're, you know, they've got to say what their product is. So they've got to appease everybody. And they're trying to get, you know, that, that little kid who wants to buy Ray Mysterio masks to get him to keep wanting to buy Ray Mysterio masks. Um, where I think like um, these other promotions like the Impact, the AEW, the New Japan, um, NWA, they are you know catering to a more I don't want to say like elegant taste of wrestling fan, but like I mean we're seasoned, you know what I mean? Like this, we're yeah, they, they, this is the I'll I'll put it in grilling terms, but we're not just your backyard grillers. Yeah, no. And yeah, yeah, NWA Impact uh, AW is more for yeah, I, I don't know the way that you're you're scratch golfer. You're scratch wrestling <laughs> fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, it's just the that's the the no, the, uh, the, so the smartest the, mark the, in the room. That's who they're the, the the best way to put it is I guess uh WWE is the McDonald's of professional wrestling. I mean it's it's you're gonna go. You that's, want a burger, th- McDonald's. That's but, fine. And, McDonald's is great, if, yeah, and so is WWE. But if yeah. you want a burger, burger, you're gonna go, you know, down the street to a hole in the wall where you're gonna get a couple bucks more, but you're gonna get a massive burger. Um, all right, hey, we can tie we can tie pizza back into it. Oh, here uh, you go. Yeah, there are. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You know, WWE here we go. But AEW is low pies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that. There you go. Hey, if 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 WWE was a uh, all right, let me let me rank these. I'll do a national chain. I'll do a national chain. All right, all right. No, I'm not going to do that. Actually, I'm thinking about all the national chains. It's a bad fucking idea. <laughs> but you know, it's. I love that there's companies out here for. You know, us grown wrestling fans. Oh, sorry, we ought to. Uh, oh. <laughs> I I couldn't fight that yawn. I was like, yeah, I can fight this. Like it came on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember the first couple of New Japan shows I watched. Dude, they would scope through, and you would never see any kids. You would never see any children. Mm-mm. I'm like, 
that's kind of something. Like, you go to WWE shows now, it's nothing but kids. It's kids and their parents who don't know a goddamn thing about wrestling taking them there. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fun. Like, my fir- my very first wrestling show, my uncle took me there. And my uncle kind of followed the business a little bit. He was a comedian, too. But, um, dude, he always had, like, VHSs. I never got to experience that. I think the first pay-per-view I ever watched, I, I was, like, 17 or 18 or 19. Um, But, like... I remember my uncle recorded a a, a pay per view, and I was gonna watch it. He took me to the first wrestling show, and I essentially watched my first pay per view with him. <clears throat> Actually, when he went to bed, he's like, "Here, you can watch this." I'm like, "Okay, cool." It was the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, and like ladder match two. Okay. So I remember watching that as a kid. Like I'm like. <laughs> fucking like 10 11 sounds right that sounds right what would that have been 99 2000 2001 somewhere on there mm-hmm. and i'm watching that and it was cool and then uh you know he took me to my first wrestling show which was local heroes a house show in 2000 I know I saw Val Venus, which I I got a funny Val Venus story to tell you. Uh, <clears throat> I for sure saw the Undertaker. I was so let down when the Undertaker just walked out and didn't ride a motorcycle out. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely saw the Hardy Boy or uh, Dudley Boys versus Too Cool. I saw China. China was there. Fuck, this is 2000, so, like, this is the shit. Stone Cold and The Rock weren't there. Because <laughs> it was like, yeah. man. <clears throat> I think it was like a matinee show. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to find out if they've done... It's so like, historically, this area always does matinee shows. Like, Sunday afternoon shows. That's right. the only time I've ever seen how shows come through here. It's like, Sunday at 4. This last show they did was like Sunday at seven thirty. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, was, and that wasn't always the case. I've gone to, I've gone to two Raws and a SmackDown, all three at the mark. And it's just like it seemed like the last like ten years. It's kind of like, uh, I think like ten years ago I went to a SmackDown, but like before. I remember, like in eighth grade, my buddy and I stayed the night outside in December at the Mark to get tickets. Friday night, they went on sale like a Saturday morning or something, and we stayed the night outside of the Mark with his cousin so we could get seats as close as possible. <laughs> and like, yeah, and this was like when like Ticketmaster was still like uh, you could call call uh, Ticketmaster like the eight hundred number. <laughs> and Jesus. get tickets and like and we were we weren't that far back in line i mean we were like 20 people back in line i mean there was i mean there were so many people they eventually let the the open the doors to the lobby and lined everybody up inside and it was actually back when um uh sable had done playboy i think for the first time 
So, I mean, it was a while ago. And cause I only remember that because there was a guy who had it, who had the copy of the magazine selling, uh, selling uh, views of the magazine for in, the kids in line for like five bucks a pop. <laughs> Did you have five bucks? No, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't need, I didn't need that. Um, I, you know, but it was just kind of fun. Just, it was a, it was a fun experience overall. I mean, if you ever, if you ever get the chance, I mean, I've done some stuff that I wouldn't do again. Uh, but it was, it was kind of fun because you're, you stay the night with people that are kind of like all talking about wrestling and they're all, you know, man, those are the uh, good ones because you make friends yeah. that way. Like, dude, my yeah. my sister, I remember there was a Ticketmaster office somewhere in it's in Moline. There's like a plaza, and I remember us waiting there for like five, six hours just because we were with them to get NSYNC or Backstreet Boys tickets for the United Center, mm-hmm. or maybe somewhere in Des Moines, but it was like local here because like how shit worked back then right like it's the internet has made us so lazy like my buddy uh my buddy brad came out to me at work today and he goes don't say i don't love you and he like held my face that he got us two tickets to the forbidden door i'm like Bah. oh nice there you <laughs> go. so i get to go to that and i'm like shit it's like nice being so close to Chicago that like going to shows like that are accessible. But it, man, like being like, I can sit here and as soon as WrestleMania tickets for LA open up in a year, I can get tickets. You know, whenever they go on sale, now sitting here. Mm-hmm. Boom! Go like I don't gotta go to Ticketmaster. Yeah. Don't go to Ticketmaster. You don't have to go to the Staples Center or wherever it's gonna be at. Exactly. Or- it, it, it's super cool, but like the shit that you had to go through, camping out overnight. Yeah. And goddamn it, dude! As a video gamer, I really, really miss those times where going to midnight releases. Man, you know, instead of like, I'll buy this ahead of time and then it'll start downloading on my xbox like at midnight like shit it's not the fucking same man when like the halos were coming out or whatever dude you had like cats dressed like master chief like after acting a fucking fool like god dude i now that you like allowed on the internet it's never gonna go back like people are gonna sit at home but Dude, those releases were fucking awesome. Like whether it be tickets, video games, you made friends that night. Yeah, because it, like you, because it was people. You were surrounded with like-minded people. I think that's why like conventions are so cool. Like I'll never bash anybody. They're like, I'm super into building computers, and there's a computer convention. I'm like, fucking go to it. Go make friends. Yeah, those no, are go your people. Do it. Go- Go do the cosplay thing if that's your thing. Then go to the like I went to a comic book convention uh, a couple weekends ago up at the fairgrounds. I didn't go dressed, but I went by myself and I just talked to people and uh, what was talked it? To uh, it was up at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. No, what, what, was, what kind uh, of convention was it? It was a comic book convention. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
I mean, it was it was fantastic. I mean, I, I just went up, you know, paid your fee. They had a costume contest, which I don't I don't have any costume stuff, but I mean, that's the thing. Do it, man. Uh, but I just, you know, you go in there and just you talk to people. You talk to people. They're they're selling their art. They're selling their comic books. They selling toys from man, like toys from when I was a kid. Like <laughs> they got them in packaging. I'm like, are you? Where was your childhood, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, I no played, shit. I played with that toy. <laughs> Dude, all right, but to my old lady, her uh, her oldest, he got this. I don't know what it is. It's like a like a dig set. It's something where you gotta crack it open. You open the package. You gotta crack it open. There's a guy in there. He got one for Christmas, and Tabby, my old lady, was like, she went to do something with it and dropped it and broke it. Had to give him a new one. He got a new one. He's like, okay. Because he had already opened that first one. Now this one is still sitting in the package. He hasn't fucking touched it. His little brother fucking hates the fact that this new toy ain't open. And her little one would be like, brother, so when can we open that? I remember he said that like a couple days ago, and I'm like, is he talking about that fucking thing from Christmas? She goes, yeah, he hasn't opened it yet. I'm like, what the fuck is he waiting for? But, like, her little one. Oh, the fact that there is a toy unopened. They know what's going to be inside. It's just the fact they want to open it. Oh, that is not sitting yep. well. Then. That is eating away at that little motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. I, so, so I was a big... Uh, I mean, I still am. I was a big X-Men fan. Still am a big X-Men fan. Um, had a bunch of the toys. You know, the, go to the Walmart, go to Kmart. Uh, you got your allowance. It was five bucks. You got a figure, man. Yeah. Um, one year for my birthday, my grandma and mother had worked out a deal where my grandma was going to buy me a new pair of shoes. Uh, at the time, the uh, British Knights, the LA gear light up shoes. Fucking, the yep. BK Knights. <laughs> BK Knights. <laughs> okay, uh, now you finally dated yourself. <laughs> yep, see? Uh, talk, talk to, talk, they, she was going to take me to the store. We were going to get these shoes. I, at the store, talked my grandma out of getting me new shoes, which was supposed to be my shoes for school. Uh, you know, I was, had grown out of my other ones. Uh, <laughs> we came back with a, probably about 10 or 12 X-Men figures. <laughs> there you go. I, yep. I was like, what? I could get more figures than I want this. You know what she was going to spend on shoes. I could have got more figures for him. You literally set yourself up for life where you're like, Hey, I can make these shoes last another six months. Yeah. But I can also get six figures. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're gonna have you know a lifetime of playing, and man, I opened everything. I as a kid, you don't care. Like, um, man, I I played, I played uh, anything that we opened. I had like uh, the Thundercats. I had all those guys. I had the Cat Slayer. All that stuff I played with, and then you know you, you grow out of it, and it, you gets handed down to the next kid. You know, gets handed on to the next kid in the family until it's, you know, broken and no more. Yeah. And like you go back and you go to these like, conventions and they've got like a loose lion, though, 
with none of the accessories, and they're selling for forty bucks. <laughs> and Fuck, I, got, I let that motherfucker go to my fucking cousin who sucked his toes. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure the last time I saw him, he was in spaghetti. Like, <laughs> but I mean, but now, like nowadays, they make like toys that are so like realistic. They're models of like the movies. Like, I was at um uh, a thing in the mall. There was comic books in the mall, and at the Tim's Comics Corner, uh, booth, oh, yeah. which is located in Rock Island. If anybody cares to check them out great group of people that run that um they had these neck this brand called NECA, and they had uh two packs of the uh, ninja turtles from the 90s movie and they looked i mean they're just like miniature lives like scale the detail is there and they're selling the the four of them for probably i think it was like 160 bucks jesus but i mean they go like right now because they released the hey the, we're Real quick, hold we're that up. Out? We're, we're gonna run out here real quick. I'm gonna stop it. All right. You know what thought you're on? Yeah. All right, hold that. All right, we'll come back right back to it. Oh my! Caught it again. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, meeting just ended. Shit. Here we go. Okay, so because I'm a cheap fuck, now you gotta keep hearing <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> I I really wish I would have like got commercials. Like that's a good commercial pause. But yep. um man, we talked wrestling. We talked life a little bit. We talked disc golf. Is there anything I'm missing here? Like what what else? Well, I mean, you kind of failed to uh mention some of my greatest accolades. I mean, now nah, here we go. I threw yeah. out, I threw out the third pitch at a Quad City River Band baseball game okay who gives a uh, fuck about them they're single a not triple a hey hey but it's the third pitch uh, how did you throw uh, the was, fucking third pitch out all right who was the first and second pitch and why is it right, the third so pitch the thing uh so my work had an event and they're like hey man you want to throw out the first pitch i'm like hell yeah cool first pitch that's awesome i get there we do the thing there's like seven people throwing out the fucking first pitch <laughs> it's still technically not the first fucking pitch actually so, they're like the whole line of people like oh okay so i was third in line so i threw out the third pitch which is the most important because you know three strikes and you're out so nah the, the most important first pitch is the fourth because that's the cleanup hitter so whoever followed this, you I, I i would assume is uh right. don't 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 rain on my parade nah, well, I, don't <laughs> uh, I was a let's see i was a honorary harlem globetrotter in the second grade or not second grade, seventh grade. Did uh, you ever did you ever get a presidential award for like the president health fitness thing? Oh yeah, we did that every year. Nah, I never fucking until got they, that. I was a fat fuck. I couldn't do six. Until they changed it. I mean, until they changed it. I mean, everybody, everybody. Well, I think back then that was kind of the beginning of uh, some of the some of the you know the sports kids. They got the 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 nice printed award, the one in color. But then, like the rest of us who just did it because we had to do it in gym class, just got the printed copy in black <laughs> and white. <laughs> like the beginning of like uh, participation uh, tr- trophies. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 going off of shit you're telling me right now. Um, you don't seem like a premier athlete. 
<laughs> you're throwing out the, the the third first pitch. Yeah, you're getting the, the fucking you're getting the backstock fucking presidential award. Although yeah, I, yeah. I, I I gotta commend you though. Like most every morning, I see you at the gym. So yeah, so uh, and, so you're probably just seeing my post from the night before because every <laughs> so every every uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, uh, I'll be I'm usually at the YMCA after work. And mind you, it's. Um, I do have uh, a very kind of physical job. I work in a tire warehouse, so I'm throwing tires around all day. But, like, those are the time where I go to the gym. I do my thing. I kind of, you know, find that peace again. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's working out. I am – God, I don't even know how much I weigh anymore. I stopped, I stopped worrying about that because uh, I just uh, feel, like, so good about what I am and where I'm at right now. So, it's like – Weight is kind of just like a number. If I'm happy with what I am, then I'm happy with what I am. God, what a fucking dream. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a perfect life. Like, you don't give a fuck. Oh, that's... Hey, but you know what? Like, on a, um, on a positive note with that, um, anybody that's struggling with their life, man... Try to get into James's mentality where are you happy with your progress? You know you're making progress. If you're there, be happy with it. Like I I love that I like I love that answer that you're like Which is the number I'm fucking happy where I'm at. Like that that yeah. shit is amazing. I'm yeah, not happy this, where I'm at, but I know it's because of me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I know that's because of yeah. me, but like you, you're like, hey, I, I hit the fucking gym. I work my ass off. You know, you're a, you're a father. You got all this other shit, but you're like, fuck where I'm at. I'm happy. Like, that's that's dope as fuck. Yeah, I mean, you. it's just, you. there's sometimes, too, you can kind of be overcommitted and overobsessed with something and still not be happy, and then you end up being unhappy because you over kind of overachieved uh a few summers ago i got down to like 185 pounds and it's like you kind of like obsessed with like the doctors and stuff have like this like like um like preset determination on what you should be at for your height like and it was like I'm five nine. I'm not a big tall person. My like they said, oh well, you should be 180 pounds. So I was like, all right, I bust my ass and tried. Got down to 185, and man, I was just like a scrawny dude with a big fucking head. Like, <laughs> <You> <laughs> I know, mean, it's, here's a, here's what's funny. Um, five nine. That's how my girlfriend is. I am five seven. Not in cowboy boots. I'm five seven, flat footed. But I always wore cowboy boots, so like I always got that two inches. So like in my like dating profiles, I always said I was sixty nine inches tall. Sixty nine inches tall. There you By go. By the way, you're five nine. You're sixty nine inches tall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that scale is bogus. If you go back and watch, it was one of my favorite series on TV, and I have like the first three seasons on DVD. I think it was like three or four. Penn and Teller's bullshit. They they talked about that. 
they're like, oh, the, like the height, the height and weight scale. It was like some Swedish doctor. Didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Like they had this, uh, they took this dude who they said was in prime shape based on that scale. He was like 5'9", 140 pounds, white kid. And then they took this uh, black dude who was uh, 5'9", 235, built. And they said, all right, well, we're going to have these two go through, like, physical tests. Lifting, running, all this shit. (laughs) I think you know which way this went. And they were (laughs) like, that obesity scale, like, it means absolutely fucking nothing. And I I hate the fact that I'm like, man, I'm trying to go. uh, I have 8% left on my iPad. James, there is so much more I want to talk to you about. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm furious that this dude, like I said, we can make this eight hours. Cause then we started talking about like health and fitness and I'm going to find this episode just, and I'll send it just to have you. Have to come back. Just have to come back and we'll talk more health and fitness. Then. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to come back tomorrow so I can make this a two parter. <laughs> Cause fuck. Um, like I'm, Literally up against it on battery, and we already know that we can only do like forty minutes of time on uh, <laughs> on Zoom. That, that shit's fucking stupid. Really, super far away from the mic. So, um, but we still got time. We have to cut that conversation short. And we'll come back to that next time. Hey, we will come back to that next time. You have to remember it because I'm not going to remember shit. All right. James. Where can people find you? Where are we going to be able me? to get the ticket? Well, I'm not I'm, I'm on the fucking done yet. I'm not even motherfucking done yet. <laughs> God damn it. I ain't done with the motherfucking pitch. Hold your fucking horses, which are. Somebody said it means. Remain stable. Stables hold horses. I'm like, that's genius. Where can people find you? Where can people find these tickets? I guess you could have answered there. That's all I got for you. Like I did. I was just a dick. You could have fucking answered there. <laughs> all right. So you can you can find us on Facebook uh, at Discs in Hand. Um, we. The raffle tickets are available at the Iron Lion and through myself uh, and Fred Simmons. Or we have Venmo, which sends us notifications that you bought one and we'll get you a physical copy of your raffle ticket. Uh, Venmo is at D-I-H underscore Smoot and PayPal is at MTG Smoot. We can get you there again. You know, $2,800 grill, $5 a pop on your raffle tickets. Go ahead, buy 80 of them. I don't care. (laughs) I know you don't don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and half the proceeds are going towards uh, the upcoming uh, PDGA T 
Tim Selinski's U.S. Masters Championship being held in the Quad Cities uh, September 8th through 11th. The drawing will be held for the grill on August 27th. And you know I'll be there. For right both. On. For, for both. both. Yeah, like I, I, will, I will be there for both. When I win my grill... <laughs> And like I said, I was like, I was going to promise promise it to a bunch of vets. Um, if it's a Marine, nah. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I, I'd rather just keep it. If it's an Army Ranger, someone who actually defended our freedom, hey. yeah, I'll be <laughs> like, If it's a Marine, Army Ranger, nah. Give me a, a veteran Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We're only going to accept vets if they were fucking. <laughs> and uh, dude, these guys are getting kick out of it. Like people are gonna if people are just like, "How the fuck are you fuck yeah, fuck them, fuck Marines, fuck Army Rangers." Hey, we're only taking. I'm only gonna give this grill out if it was a scout sniper, <laughs> which I guess is part of the Marines. Listen, I no, I'm I, only I, gonna give it out to people who served in the Salvation Army. Oh come on now, 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 now that's that's no. that is too far. You know, you know why? Because any fucking broke motherfucker can sit there and ring a bell outside of yeah. Walmart. No. <laughs> utmost utmost respect for the men and women who have served hey. and are serving our country. Love uh, them all. A hundred percent. And I just wanted to give a, a give shit to because I know a bunch of my buddies are Marines, and uh, I don't have enough Army Ranger friends. And uh, yeah. I feel like they, they they get a lot of love, but um, you know, I hold, I probably would do that. Applications and f- get a friend from each branch, so you have like one from everybody. And yeah, my buddy Brad was in the Air Force. He's like, I'm a vet. I'm like, not really though. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, five percent remaining. I know he's gonna oh, listen. No. I know he's gonna listen to this, but he's the one that bought the fucking Forbidden Door. <laughs> no, there you go. He. He has yet to be on a podcast, and he needs to be. We we were gonna do one, but you know. Anyway, uh, all right, I got five percent left. James, thank you for doing this, everybody. Thanks for having me, uh, dude. I, it was my pleasure. I didn't think this was gonna go for <laughs> free Zoom sessions. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, we maxed out them 40 minutes, and now my oh, fucking okay. phone, dude, my iPad battery is dying rapidly. Uh, I will put the links in the description. I will get all that shit. Guys, gals, whatever you identify as, if you're listening to this, do yourself a favor. Go support James, all his buddies, disc in hand. Because you know that money is going to nothing but good for the community. You might want to come out of Joe. It's going to be fucking awesome. I appreciate every one of you guys. And listen. You already know. The Wu-Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous. Later. (laughs)